Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Winning Cures Everything and Westlot Pirates NFL Draft coverage. We are coming at you live this evening. It is uh, about 8, 12 p.m. Central Time. We are a little later than we anticipated, but that's okay because we made it. Joe Burrow, number one, of course. That's always a good thing. We got the Westlot Pirates guys in here. You can go find them on Twitter, at Westlot Pirates. You can find them online, westlotpirates.com. You can find us, winningcureseverything.com. If you want to jump in, the chat is on your screen. We are on Twitch. We are on YouTube. We are on Facebook. And we are on Periscope. And then the Westlot Pirates guys will have the podcast up as soon as we are done. Well, maybe not as soon as. I think Sam's pretty close. Editing, right? Pretty close. I mean, we'll we'll see how much editing we need to do, but uh, I think we'll be be able to get it up uh, before too long. Let's fairly quickly. Let's come clean right away. It was about eight o'clock when when Tua was getting picked. Gary just wanted twelve minutes to bathe in that before we. <laughs> I feel good about it. I feel really good. I I knew that it was a smokescreen, and and it 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 worked. Everything worked okay. I'm feeling good now. But do you like so him in now, Miami is the thing? Wait, say what? Do you like him in Miami? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out. I want him to go early, but I really don't want him to go to any of these teams. <laughs> I don't I don't want him to go to Miami. because I, I, But I, I do trust Brian Flores. I do trust that. So, you know, I, I, I think that eventually they will get that turned around. I think that Miami is, is building the right kind of organization. Um. But no, I mean, I'm not a fan of, of him going to an awful team. I am a fan of the fact that he will be playing behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I think is a, a pretty decent veteran quarterback that will be able to understand when his time is up and it's time to let the young gun come in and play. But I don't think that's going to be any time this year. Like, I think Tua's going to sit this year and really learn the system and, and figure things out and heal up. And, uh, and then he'll be ready, you know, come the following season. So I'm just glad the boy got paid, you know. With that hip injury and everything, I, I just I wanted him to do well. That's all I wanted. Uh, let's roll through some of these other ones. Joe Burrow, of course, number one pick. Uh, Chris, that's your boy. You want to yep. jump in on that one? Right. Yep. No. First, first LSU player to ever pick number one overall, and uh, I'm sticking to that story. Demarcus Russell. That is that is my truth. And in 2020, I get to have my own damn truth. You live your truth, man. You live it. Um, That's right. You lean into that truth. You let everyone else sip on the syrup. Listen, half the people in the world don't know that that happened. All right. I think that's enough to make it not happen. I just do. Does this guy can also claim that he's the first quarterback that the Cincinnati Bengals has spent a number one overall draft pick on? Oh, yeah. yeah, You probably do that. Can you really hate on Carson Palmer, though? All right. Yeah. Carson Palmer. Did they take him number one overall? Yeah, Palmer was number one. Yeah, was, he? Number one. was he? Yeah. Right. yeah I guess we can good. accept that one. The second quarterback picked number one yeah, overall. Yeah, Carson, you got to claim Carson. He was good enough. Yeah. yeah we're about he, to get the Cardinals pick here. I, I think he did better. Um, I think better with uh, Arizona. But, you know, I, so let, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the Arizona Cardinals here. Who we got? Isaiah Simmons. Oh, well, that surprises me in uh, Arizona this this year. That surprises me strictly because I just thought they were going to double down on offense. That's what I thought. 
And, and I think, man, I think they're, I think two of the best tackles are still on the board right now. Oh, no, the Alabama guy got picked, right? No, no. No. Um, then, yeah, I think, then I think the two best tackles in this draft are, are still available. And Worf, yeah. Yeah, uh, Worf is my favorite. I think he is the best tackle in the draft, offensive lineman in the draft. Um, and, and I thought, uh, the, my, the name's, excuse me now, Alabama guy, um, Smith, Wilson. Wilson, Wilson. I think he's the second best. Yeah. So W I L L S Jedrick yeah. Wills. Uh, I thought, I thought Thomas was the third. That's what I thought. I was, I, and I shouldn't be surprised that the Giants, did. let's, let's roll through the rest of these real quick. Chase Young second. I don't think that was a surprise no to surprise. anybody. Nah. Um, Jeff Okuda, Ohio state. Uh, he went the, to the Lions. The, the only thing that would have made that not be the case is if someone, if the Lions decided to trade down. Um, otherwise, they were going to take Okuda. I thought they were going to take Brown. Well, really? what do you, I, so I thought the same thing. If they keep the pick, they got to take Brown. What do you guys think? I'm of the belief that you cannot take a cornerback in a top three pick. I disagree. That was a little surprising to me. I mean, and Okuda, I mean, we saw plenty of him. And I mean, he's awesome. And his yeah. frame is good, and he's the rare top draft pick that Northwestern actually recruited. We recruited him for like two seconds before it became clear he was straight five star, and we weren't going to sniff him. But he is—I mean, he's great and awesome. But I kind of agree, um, especially when I, like, like you've got a freak like Simmons going, you know, at eight. It's yeah. it does seem kind of weird. No. That that said, this is I, this is where you get groupthink in the NFL a little bit, right? Like literally everyone had Akuda going to Detroit in this spot after they traded Slay, right? But, I mean, it, was, but it doesn't make it right. It just doesn't. Here's the problem, Chris. Uh, you have a coach that is uh, that is on the hot seat, very likely to be fired. Mm-hmm. Okuda probably helps you the most this year. That is their biggest mm-hmm. glare. franchise i think okuda is a give, glaring hole give me a defensive tackle all day long to start right away they just a big boy can plug up the hole immediately it don't take years to figure that out and and okuda when he when he goes up against number one elite receivers the, these guys are at the top of the heap and and yes he's an athlete he hasn't guarded anybody the you know the the makeup of the guys he's about to start guarding now okay yeah, I agree. Devontae uh, Adams, he, he hadn't played anybody like him his entire life. I think yeah. if it was up to me, I think I, I might instead have taken the guy who was just standing right next to Isaiah Simmons with a T-shirt that was Bart and Lisa Simpson as skeletons. <laughs> what was that? There we go. That's the kind of random creepiness I want to see. Give me a lot That's, more of that. This has been a yeah, relatively choppy draft so far. I need some, you know... Come on, where's our like Laramie Tunsil gas mask moment for this draft? We haven't had anything approaching that yet. Come on, that's it. yeah. That's, I'm I'm a little surprised that uh, that we've had nothing at all like that. I mean, uh, no trades, as, no yeah, no drama. No I mean, the only and, the Giants pick that uh, Thomas might have been a little bit high, but aside from that, you know, there's yeah, nothing I, I really think, to argue. I think they took the third best tackle in the draft. But I don't know that that surprises me at all. They still took a position that I thought they were guaranteed to take, and I, I don't I don't know how you grade offensive linemen really. I mean, it's just a, it's a very hard thing to do. Yeah, I think you, you picked yeah. the guy who you liked the best. They liked him the best. Um, Everyone yeah. said he's the most pro ready right now. But tackles just one of those things where if you're good, you're good. If you're not, you're not. It's not one of those things where you're going to get in the league and four years later you're going to be great. 
but you weren't at first. So, yeah. Yeah. You wrote about that. Do you think the nature of the draft being all digital and online and social distance this year could have a, a dampening effect on things like trades? And that, and that people stick more to the script because they've got they're, they're just a little uncomfortable and less willing to you know jump out there. I think I, that's so. what I'm going with. That's I, I 100% so. believe that they're not in the room with the ten other people that help run the organization. And when somebody calls and four of them say that's ridiculous, and you got one guy that says, "Well, wait a minute, let's think about that," and then they start selling it. One person in a room of ten people can can swing thought and right now you've got a coach and a gm and an owner and that's kind of it godspeed cowboy fans <laughs> oh, it's gonna be glorious it's all gonna, I listen yeah it's if they great. take chalk if they take you know a pass rusher or somebody that's predictable it's gonna be boring let's, but, uh, I mean, let's jump into some of the chat right quick uh mckinnon jumped in auburn had a terrible secondary this year but had a relatively good all-around defense purely because of their line, and in particular, yep. Derek Brown. Um, excuse me, Lions, once again, make a poor choice. Uh, I, and thought Matt Miller, the, I thought the Browns were the best. Uh, Brown was the was the best defensive player in this draft. I believe that. He was uh, he was number three on Mel Kuyper's big board. That's so. over Chase Young, by the way. That, I that's – I, I, yeah. can't, I can't get there, but uh, Chase well, Young I know is you phenomenal. Can't, I know you can't, but here's, here's where I get it from. That guy had a monster game every – games now thankfully the rest of that team was freaking loaded and he didn't have to be good but he wasn't good i'm yeah so, and against wisconsin etc yeah he he disappeared that was always kind of the weird thing about young because young's numbers are unbelievable and his production's really strong unbelievable how many good offenses did he play because i count I, one against clemson i don't want to say this is like you know us like spo- rotten you know spoiled grapes because there was a shot in his post-draft highlight reel of him erasing Hunter Johnson. I wish someone could have prepared me for that one, for that little trip down memory lane. Um, but the the funny thing about that game was that play happened relatively early. And after that, we put another guy on him. Yeah. Like he was basically soft doubled. And that was pretty much it for the rest of the game. But if you're going to – That's what and, Michigan and that's did the, in Wisconsin and Clemson. Yeah. The argument that Ohio State fans will give you and people who are Chase Young fans will give you is that, well, he faced double team. If you're going to be an elite pass rusher, you're going to face double team every snap. Like, that can't be it. You have to be able to beat that. And I, I saw Brown play against LSU. That's the best team LSU played all year. That's the best defense LSU played all year. It wasn't Clemson wasn't Alabama and it wasn't Georgia it was Auburn and that defense wasn't elite that defense had an elite front seven and that's why I, and I believe that that's, I'm biased to that elite front seven an elite line yeah just yeah, yeah basically two tackles that scare the hell out of people yeah and I mean they, they got a little bit of a pass rush because of those two tackles that's right yeah uh, everything Matt jumped in on YouTube uh Matt Miller jumped in YouTube he said do you think Tua doesn't perish behind the Dolphins O-line uh, that that's why I don't think you play him. This yeah, year. yeah, that's I mean that's, that's reason number one to hold off, right? Unless unless they can sign a ton of of players to bolster that. Um, and the and the reality is they don't like they don't need to, right? Um, I like I, I guess Patrick right now, like they're we're, they're fine. There's an inclination that maybe they want to try to go for it, given that Brady is gone and the and the Patriots are presumably re- rebuilding, but they don't have um the complete roster that 
uh, that Buffalo has, right? Um, I, I just, it, it's the right thing to do. And if he hadn't had all those injuries, maybe, maybe you think about it differently, but I don't know. I like, it just doesn't seem like, like a smart move for them. I mean, the smart thing to do for any rookie quarterback coming in, especially one that only started for two years, uh, is to let them sit and learn the NFL game. Like, bring them in, you know, in games that are out of hand, that you're just trying to figure them out and kind of teach them the ropes a little bit. But don't make them the focal point. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes sat out the first season. Well, you know, all, all but the, I mean, they, they, put, they put him in the last game against Denver. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, I was just going to say, Mahomes like, sat the entire first season. Um yeah, I think so. I think situations like this, it's always one of those things where you have to try to like project it week by week. Like what, how is it actually going to play out? Because usually what happens is you're going to get a solid like three, four weeks of Fitz magic and then he'll fall off a cliff. Yeah. And that tends to be what he does. And then there are going to be those two or three consecutive weeks where he's just garbage. Yeah. And then all, and then everyone's going to be like, Tua, 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 Tua. But, I mean, that's it. Like, you're right. They absolutely should be like, look, you like you got Tua, that's great. You still have to kind of take a mulligan year. You, like, ride Fitzpatrick, take the good, take the bad. But there's going to be a period during the season where they're all going to be screaming for Tua to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Did Jackson, I, if, you're, if you're not going to play Tua this year, is there a chance you tank again? And then next year you can sell whatever early pick you – you know, for a king's ransom. For I, I don't Lawrence. think you have to tank to be bad in Miami right now. <laughs> like I think they're. Just oh, I don't know. Bad. They got three picks coming up right here. I, I we can disagree. I think they can change their fortune if they get one of these great tackles. There's two t- two great tackles left on the board. Yeah, three in some people's eyes. They yeah, get but, one of those tackles and they pick up one of these top two receivers. They don't pick again. That can eight. legitimately change their franchise in one draft. It's also only year two for Brian Flores, though, so like the like the pressure isn't on yet. If this was year three for him, I think It'd be John's right. Yeah, like midway through the year, they're going to pull out all the stops because he can try to save his job. They don't have that pressure this year, so they can be a bit smarter and prudent. Can, uh, can we talk about Jack- Jacksonville drafting C.J. Henderson here with the nine pick? It seems a little early for him. I'm I know they're trying no, to replace he, A.J. Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. But... This has been rumored for a bit. I, I think I, this was the right spot. Like, they, they needed a corner. I think Henderson is the best one on the board outside of Okuda. I think he may be better than Okuda. Uh, I, I think this was a good one for, for Jacksonville. I'm officially terrified of a run on cornerbacks resulting in my Vikings making a stupid trade to move up into the, into the, into the mid-teens, <laughs> like giving away their second-round pick that was rumored earlier today. God almighty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, comments in. McKinnon said, uh, to me, if you can't Hold get pre- uh, pass pressure 50% of the time as a pass rusher while getting double teamed, you're not elite. That elite status gets tossed around a bit too much today. Uh, anybody else agree? Yeah, I think to, to, to throw it back to what we were talking about earlier, I think it's really weird that there's so much of that, like, and I don't know, maybe this is because, like, you guys down there just, like, mint these five-star guys left and right. But <laughs> that Young was just, like, this high school god, god from the minute he hit Ohio State, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Brown was the exact same thing. Like, Brown, same profile. It's just, like, I feel like it's easier down in, like, Alabama, Georgia area for some of these guys. You show up and there's, like, three or four other these guys. Now, Ohio State recruits like gangbusters, but it is a little weird 
that there's this narrative that it's like, yeah, he's this like freak of nature. They never seen anything like him, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's pretty much Brown. Like they're, yeah. it was pretty much the exact same profile. Brown was this monster recruit. There's a reason why he's like pushing, you know, three plus bills wearing the number five. Like that, those kind of things don't tend to happen. <laughs> no, too <they> <laughs> um, you're, but, uh, you're, you're hundred percent right. Hey, uh, real quick. Jedrick Wills went to the Browns at 10. Chris, you're the Browns guy here. Tell me, tell me what you're feeling. I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, that would that would have been my second choice, but we're splitting hairs with these guys. I was literally in a group text with uh, with my Browns friends, and 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 one of them wanted Beckton. I just we I can't get there. I, I no, he, we, he didn't play tired? against enough elite talent for me to even know if he's testable or not. And and when you get the PED pop, that it's just something that scares me because I've seen players be completely fraudulent with steroids in college and when they get to the pros they when i say die i mean death is better than watching them play they cannot play with professionals once they have to get in a system where you can get clean and i don't know how much of his performance is fraudulent and i know he was only tested once or twice a season i just couldn't get behind it i'm okay with wills wills was tested you're splitting hairs between worth and wills it's what do you like what do you not I like the footwork of Worth. I thought he was more athletic. I like athleticism in my offensive linemen um, because I think they're more versatile. But you're splitting hairs here. This is a good pick. I'm happy with it. it it's The Browns' real only need is is offensive line. They're really good at every level of the of the team if they've got the right trigger man. Yeah, Chris, I don't I don't like you just throwing around shade like this. I'll have you know, Becton passed every test at that paragon of virtue, the University of Louisville. Uh, <laughs> I have look, that place is a pillar of academia. Did, did you hear they cured coronavirus? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if they cure if if they cure <laughs> corona and we get sports back, they can have all the accolades they want. <laughs> My, my lord and savior, Lamar Jackson, is from Louisville. I'm okay with that. But but I'm just telling you, this guy didn't play against a good pass rush his entire career, except for when Clemson came to town. And Clemson had 22 of the best players on the field. Oh, it's, it's the thing I told you about yesterday, Chris. They Because of the offense that Satterfield ran, yeah. he ran only 73 true pass sets all season and gave up pressures on eight of them. Like, that ain't good odds. That ain't good numbers. Nope. So he don't He does start to fit the profile of the guy who might fall because we haven't seen that guy yet, and it could be him, especially since yeah. Worth is still on the board. Like, I can't buy Worth. The footwork on Worth now, I'm I nerd out a little bit on O line stuff. I don't I don't call myself an O line guru just because I was a fat kid and played it. Um, Joe Thomas, I listen to him. He's the greatest offensive lineman to ever play football in the history of the invention of the game. And he talks about the reason he was elite is strictly because of footwork. There's a lot of guys that are big and strong, but he always wants guys that have good feet because that's not something that you can just practice and get good at. You're either naturally coordinated or you're not. And Worf, I know, has the best footwork. And so I just have to trust if he's not as big or if he's not as strong, I can make you, I put a little weight on you. I can make you work out and, and get a workout regimen to get you stronger. I don't think I can train in better footwork. I think by that age, you're either coordinated or you're not. You can dance or you can't, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So with the yeah, Jets on the clock now, is is the run on wide receivers about to start? 
I hope not. Oh, I hope not. I think this wide receiving core is unbelievable. And the one place where wide receivers will bust if they go is to New York. That this is it. I think these guys are bust proof and the Jets are the one organization I believe will 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 cripple all of that. Jerry, do you agree with the consensus? Judy's better than Ruggs. Yeah. Yeah. He is a better receiver. No, nobody. He, I don't think anybody would argue that he's a better wide receiver. No. Well, that's he's the thing. I just, runner. It's. I think. I mean, again, this is more like something. I guess I want to talk about. When we talk about running backs, but if you, you know, getting someone who falls in love with like straight line speed, that kind of deal. You know, John Ross kind of thing, etc. Um, I don't know. Rug to me, Rugs like he's an amazing athlete. I watched a ton of his highlights and came away thinking a a lot of it was two highlights and b that offense just put him in space a yep. lot. Is, isn't is he Percy Harvin? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Percy Harvin, Percy's coming back, Scuzz. You want him? I don't know that Percy. <laughs> I don't know that Percy. I don't know that he could do some of that. Percy could take the ball out of the backfield. I don't know that Ruggs necessarily does that all the time. I mean, I guess he does on sweeps and end rounds. I mean, Percy legitimately lined up as running back several times. Um, he, he's crazy fast, and he's got good hands. But he doesn't have the route tree that that Judy had. Judy is a pure route runner and an all around athlete. I think he's he's kind of a lot better than Rugs, in my let's, opinion. Let, let's talk about that then. Uh, uh, Matthew Miller jumped back in on YouTube. He said, "Sam, I'm a Broncos fan as well. If all wide receivers are available, who would you take?" Uh, he said, "I prefer Rugs." I mean, I, you, you got to look at who's going to be the best um, alongside of Cortland Sutton. And, you know, Ruggs, I think, would be a great fit. I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with Judy either. Um, either one of those guys, I think, would be a, a great uh, great guy to line up on the other side. You know, I, I just, you know, I, I wish I knew all these receivers a little bit better. Um, I have to be honest, I haven't put in the work on the receiver side of things. Um, <laughs> but, you know, honestly, at this point, if you're Denver – the run on receivers hasn't started. It's such a deep draft in receivers. Oh, yeah. Maybe start looking at uh, moving back. Yeah, I, I think well, it's a deep yes. draft. I will tell you, in my personal opinion, I've got CeeDee Lamb. I mean, we're splitting hairs between – I mean, it was basically Wills and, and, and Worf and, and tackles. We're splitting hairs between CeeDee and Judy. I got CeeDee yeah. just this much, and it's and it's and he's got a little bit more size. I think they're both unbelievable route runners. They're both crazy athletic. They're both – just un, just great hands. They don't have many flaws. If they're both equal, give me the guy that's a hair bigger because that's just a hair more. You can just throw the ball up if you have to. I, I think, though, in, in Denver, uh, Cortland Sutton has that size, so you're not necessarily looking for a, a, oh, a giant. I disagree with – you don't need a guy that's comparable, okay? We're not, we're not making, you know – designing the house here and we've got to have contrast all right well i mean if everything's you, you, gray you, you, everything's gray okay you got you, got, you, Sutton, you don't got believe in the mike you don't believe in the mike lombardi build your your wide receiver core like your basketball court team, or no, your basketball that's, team that's so you mean to tell me you wouldn't want michael thomas and deshaun hopkins at the same time because they're both the same wide receiver because i think i would take that <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, Earl McDowell jumped in on YouTube. He said, uh, winning cures is one of the most factual and objective sports talk shows within the YouTube and podcast community. Wow. You guys have done your research and your shows are an impressive organic flow with every episode. Thank Send you. Me Earl. An email with your address to check, check in, in the, the mail. mail. <laughs> I think I got to pay people to lie like that. I ain't paid that guy nothing. 
Uh, Joseph yeah. Gomez, in, by the way, uh, <laughs> Joseph Gomez said, uh, I lost him. Hold on. Uh, why are the Giants so bad at drafting? And then he said, Will's got some skinny legs for that size. That worries me. Man, me. those knees get taken out in the offensive line. All the trenches, I worry about people's feet, legs. So wow. Bad. Jets take Becton. <sighs> oh, that's a Jets work. move. That's a Jets move. This is the best thing that could have happened in this draft is they take the one guy I was not sold on, so it doesn't ruin anybody's career that I believed highly in. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Um so right. the Ra- the Raiders are absolutely going wide receiver here, right? Oh, one hundred percent. Oh no, Judy or CD are gone right now. Judy, CD, chalk that up. I think they're gone. It's probably going to be Judy because they are just in love with Alabama players. Half the roster, well, Alabama and Clemson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they, they also love guys. they also love speed. So rugs. I just I can't get there. I, I love mean, rugs. I don't, except it's not a knock on rugs. Except it's I the Raiders. It's the Raiders. That's what they yeah, do. Great. They draft speed. They've yeah, but Al Davis is dead. Yeah, yeah but his Al son Davis still runs the team. Dead. Yeah, Mark is Mark is still there though. <laughs> like, oh, but Mark, Mark, I will tell you this: Mark makes zero decisions. Zero. Oh, he's probably right. When they gave that ten million dollar deal to uh, to uh, uh, Chucky, well, and then they brought in Mayock. Yeah, so. Mayock. I'm a. I, I like Mark Mayock. I think Mayock gets put in the locker a lot. I think Chucky runs that thing. He's a hundred million dollar man, and Mayock's making a couple hundred thousand, maybe a million. No, no, no. The $100 million man makes the decisions. It's just yeah. how it works. Joseph uh, jumped in. He said, it's amazing how wide receivers look really good when their quarterbacks are Breeze, Rivers, and Mahomes. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, Matthew jumped back in for the Broncos. He wouldn't mind Worfs at 15. Yeah, Sandy, I no. Know. I, I mean, we we got to do something at left tackle because, good Lord, Garrett Bowles is not, you know, he's a holding machine. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if he's there, <laughs> sure, why not? Who was yeah. that player for the Cowboys that had like like a hold? I don't know, like every quarter for I don't know, like the last like four years or something. He's an unbelievable offensive lineman, but he just holds. Every, but he holds everybody. And gets every caught. third down, like every big third down that you need, he just holds. <laughs> if you're going to give me worse with the Mike Munchak as his O line coach, okay, sign me up. I I I am a believer in worse, like I said, but. He's the guy that I kind of got in the tank with early on in this thing, and and that's just it. Uh, McKinnon jumped in. He said Ruggs is one of those guys that will probably need a couple of years like Tyreek Hill to be a game changer uh, outside of maybe special teams. Speed kills, but skills win. Skills I think, win. I think Route it's running about, in the NFL wins. Well, I think, to whoever said the comment earlier about Mahomes, my immediate thought, because we, you know, we were talking about this in a little bit of the buildup to the draft, if you go to if you're super fast and you go to a place where there are like three other guys who are as fast as you or faster, someone's wide open on every play. That's why I like the guy who again is not going to go tonight. I don't think, but KJ Hamler. If the Chiefs take KJ Hamler, that's highway robbery. Not everyone's going to get value out of that guy, but he'll be like the fourth option, and he yeah. runs like four two. Well, so, when we were talking about Judy being a great route runner and how that you know distances him from rugs. In Kansas City's offense, it doesn't matter. Like, like route running is not the critical component of that. Nope. Offense. Speed, speed is. Yeah, when, when you've got a when you've got a, a Mahomes or um, Russell Wilson or you know guys that are looking to improvise, Rugs is exactly the type of player you want. So I, I think fit is so critical when you're evaluating that too. Oh, well, okay, hang on. Fit is critical for some of these players, and others 
Like I, I believe yeah, yeah, Judy so or CD go anywhere. Judy could go all anywhere. Yeah. Thirty-one teams could those two guys could go to, and they are going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Everyone minus the Jets. I really believe the Jets is just a place where offensive players go to die. I just do. <laughs> Somebody proved me wrong. Every team did. I mean, I'm a reasonable guy that believes in logic and reasoning. Sam. Give me some facts. Give me some number. Give me some something. Sam, you are you're wearing the jersey of a guy who's sort of an example of exactly what Chris is talking about. I hated to go there. Yeah, <laughs> stings the nostrils, John. Yeah, it does. There for thirty seconds, and he's out for the year. But yeah, hey, I'll all I'll say is at the point we are in this quarterback draft, I'll have I'll take Trevor over just about anyone who's left. I think mm, I would take Love because I'm a Yolo guy. I like my quarterbacks to be boom or bust. I want to know in three, four weeks, oh, are you he, the guy? Your guy then. Are you going? <laughs> because, and, and yet listen, you say to recognize Jam- Jamarcus Russell? No, but listen. I, I, listen <laughs> hang on. There are, there are stories. Mike Lombardi has unbelievable stories about that draft. Yeah. How Lane Kipton calls him hours before the draft saying, you're going to be fired as soon as this draft is over. Tell me how I can convince this man to not do this. And he said, I have been ordered to be away from the facilities during the draft because I won't let him draft for Marcus. Raiders take take rugs. Come on. I told you they love speed. I can't believe this. Amazing. This is not a knock on rugs. I'm serious. No, it's not. That's hilarious. Oh my god. CD and Judy are just oh. athletic freaks. That's you. You know the 49ers have got to be licking their chops. Oh right my now. god! Yeah. Oh, oh, be still, my oh. beating heart. Oh, they're, they're please! Take... I forgot San Francisco had traded up because of uh, the Colts uh, deal. The, yeah. Well, don't worry, guys. Marcus, Marcus Mariota doesn't need strong route runners. He just needs fast guys, right? <laughs> well, that was my thought process between rugs here is who there throws a great deep ball because it ain't their car. You got a point. You got a point. I mean, that would be like Tom Brady getting a speedster like that. Like that doesn't do a lot of good for a 42 year old quarterback. The Marcus Mariota cannons not doing it for you. No, I do not believe Marcus Mariota's got the accuracy cannon for the deep ball. A lot, a lot, of, bubble screen, a lot of bubble screens for rugs this year. He said, says the guy in the Titans jersey, hashtag Jeff Fisher. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, that's the best Titan player in the history hey, of the game. You, to, paraf- to paraphrase, uh, who is it, Leroy, uh, Leroy Horde? Is that who it was? You want you want six wins, Jeff will get you eight. You, you want right. ten wins, Jeff, Jeff will get you eight. Got that right. Seven and nine, eight and eight, Jeff Fisher. That's uh, Leroy Horde really quote coming out this early makes me so happy. That was oh, yeah. for you, Scott. <laughs> Joseph, uh, Joseph started off. He said, don't go too crazy. This was earlier. He said, don't go too crazy. Uh, you always get the best talent in round one. Uh, and then he said, Mayock is a drafting god. Um, and then I do said, believe uh, in Mayock. I really do. I think he's a grown-up in the room. Yeah. I, oh, 100%. Uh, Jared, he's Caesar, getting a nuggie from, uh, from Chucky to keep him away from the phone. <laughs> yeah. It, oh. it, yes. I will tell you that it would be really hard to take. There are only 32 GM jobs. It would have been really hard 31, to take that job. 31. I don't think Bill O'Brien really counts, but go ahead. Oh, well. <laughs> I, it would have been really hard to take that job knowing the head coach is John Gruden and he has the contract that he has, which means 
you're a GM in literally in place holding only that you don't get to make many decisions, but you have to answer a lot of crazy questions. Yep. Yep. You got I, that I, I think now that we've seen that he's putting a Raiders hat on while wearing a bathrobe, we need to take back everything we said about Henry. All right. It's, I, hey, I, no, I, he I got would, that old spice robe on, man. He's, he's making that money. There you go. Hang on now. Look at Drew Gruden's son. That dude right there whooped the hell out of 80% of the people alive on the planet. Maybe 90%. <laughs> uh, hey, real quick, Jared Sears jumped in. New listener, also in Chris's Dynasty League. He's that made, makes fun of me a lot. He's, he's listening to use info he's, against he's Chris, but he enjoys the insight. He said, keep it up, fellas. So, we do appreciate that. McKinnon jumped in and uh, said he's going to go out on a limb, say the Pats don't pick a quarterback in this draft. They still nope. sit him in Hoyer. Uh, and Belichick is the guy that made the NFL think Matt Castle was a good quarterback. If he doesn't pan out, it'll give him a chance to get lower in the draft next year and compete for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that's not what the Pats do. They, no. they, they ain't tanking, that, they ain't losing. People, people consider because they lost Tom Brady that the rebuild, okay? First, these are the same people that said for a – decade tom brady is a system quarterback and then the second he's gone they bury the system that he came out of so i find that to be amusing um but the other thing is is this is this is not a rebuild okay you're not building a ground house from the ground up all right you're you're literally like changing out the cabinets in the kitchen yeah it's important but it's not the end of the world Okay. The rest of that defense is loaded the defense alone with anybody on this Page, maybe Scuzz comes back. They come back a little better. He's got some athletic ability to him. Playing quarterback, they win eight games. Okay. I mean, plus, zero offensive points, they win eight games. And we haven't even gotten to yet. I mean, we don't even know the way Belichick's going to figure to cheat this year to keep them good. We haven't even discovered John. what the way is going to be this year. Oh, good. social I distancing mean, is saving your life. Right? <laughs> it's just saving your life. <laughs> Oh, amazing. I'm a petty man and I hold a grudge for a very long time. Uh, I was, uh, it was everything I could do not to text you that Alex Cora, Tom Brady photo earlier this week, but I didn't do it. He's not gonna, there anymore. Brady ain't there anymore. Like it's all good. I'm not going to, we're not going to get into this. <laughs> hey, take a drink. I, something uh, I wanted to ask you guys, because I'm, I'm wondering when it's going to start, but First of all, who do you think the first running back off the board is going to be? But because of the whole Christian McCaffrey thing, I mean, that kind of money shows you. I mean, everyone's going to be chasing that guy. And you've got three or four guys here that could start popping off the board in a row who are sort of like facsimiles of that Ooh. guy. Hmm. And I, I, mean, I think there's only one running back that looks like McCaffrey, and I think he goes like out of, the four, out of all the running backs. So, yeah. so that's the thing is – they're like, I mean, like they're, I'm not going to say poor man's virgins. Cause like a guy like JJ, JK Dobbins is a great player, but do you think teams are going to force it looking for that fit? Cause everyone wants the shifty. Oh, compact. oh we have a trade. Hold oh, on. Oh, the bucks. The Holy bucks traded up. Wait, we they're gonna, this is worth right here. Wait, wait, wait. This is worth right here. They went up one. Yeah. Got to protect. Tom. No, they, they went up uh, from 16. No. They were at 14. Yeah, they they still got their 14th pick. Wait, what? They still got pick 14, so I don't know what they did. I'm I'm curious. This I has to be they're... worth, correct? One of them does, right? Tommy's Tommy's got the sweat. Oh, well, yeah, if they keep both of these, holy shit, what are they going to do with the other one? I, well, I mean, no they, they 
they go O-line and then receiver. Oh, no. And they don't okay. really have a lot of room. In right. I mean, that would be insane uh, if Shep- they go receiver. saying it's a one-spot trade. Like, San Francisco's getting 14. Okay, and so they just have an update. Like, and they're, yeah. they're swapping seventh-round picks. So, but That's fine. Again, one spot for Tampa? I mean, unless they think San Francisco's going to get that. I don't understand trading up one place. There, there is a world in which San Francisco could absolutely have used an offensive lineman. Yeah, I but love they, they that need man. I love, I love that man so much. <laughs> do, you, do you have a pair of glasses to complete the look, Chris? I, I don't, and I wish I did. I really don't. I wish I did. I've, I've spectacular eyesight now that <laughs> my uh, my medical condition in my eyeball has gone away. Um, back to 2015. Hey, back back to the running backs, by the way. Uh, yeah. McKinnon, oh, yeah. he said Akers or Taylor is uh, is the best running back. I, Ooh, I, I, I think I could go with Jonathan Taylor, maybe. I've got uh, a lot of people that I've been talking to lately saying they're just super high on Akers. I can't get there. I, I, I like him. I like him a lot. I think he's a top four running back in this class. I really do. I, I think but, Akers is an absolute stud. He was just in a, a horrific situation. At he's Boston. not Dobbins, and he ain't Taylor. And I think I think Taylor is number one for me. I think Dobbins is number two, and we're splitting hairs between the two of them. Okay. My, my love for Dobbins, is uh, for Taylor, is strictly he was the only offense they had against some pretty good defenses all year and he was able to be extremely productive. So any flaws you might have, you can point to the fact that they had no threat at throwing the football at all. Yeah. And and, and they knew he was getting the ball over and over and over again. Look at this. Come on, um, so Matthew Miller jumped in right after McKinnon and said, uh, J.K. Dobbins or Clyde is the best running back. So we've, we've got four I- options, and DeAndre Swift is not one of them. And, uh, and we, and then, we no, talked about that on Monday. I mean, we talked about on yeah. Monday. Like, there's a lot of a, a lot of different opinions on on. I, I think in this case, fit is is everything. You know, it, oh, it all yes, depends 100%. on everything else you got. I don't think you can really say one guy is the best running back because you know if, if that were the case, they all do different stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think it's funny though. Well, in the team, in the team they go to, will tell the story for all of them. By the way. Yeah. I mean, if a running back goes to San Francisco or Tampa Bay, they're going to have a hellaciously good year. If if they go somewhere maybe like Denver and it's a three-headed monster, they, they don't perform very well, or they go somewhere where they've got a running back that, you know, is getting close to being franchised or something, they're going to share the ball, they don't go – you know, you just don't know. Scuzz is back. Scuzz, you want to give us a mic check? Check, check, check. Sound spectacular. Sound As always, better. buddy. That's good stuff. Let me move. I managed to refresh my beverage while I was at it. Cheers, y'all. There you go. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Cheers. That's I went ahead and brought mine in. <laughs> like I, Tommy I, got him a tackle, and he got the best one in the draft, in my opinion. Wow. There we go. Wow. There you go. There wow. you go. Uh, Joseph Gomez jumped back in. He said, Arians is a Mac guy. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, I could buy it. I could buy it. I could buy it. I love I love that man. If Bill Belichick didn't exist in the NFL, he would be my favorite football guy in the league. So Denver's going to get either Judy or Lamb, and that's amazing. Oh, wow. surely, right? Surely that happens, right? Yeah, I mean, San Francisco might take one of them, but they, they could also use a defensive uh, lineman. So no, no. still want to trade back, Sammy? Uh, with with both these guys on, I, th- I think I'd, I'm happier sticking around. 
No, these are the two guys where I want one of these two because the wide receiving core is so deep in this league, in this draft. If I didn't get one of these two guys, I would have been interested in trading back because I think somebody pretty good is going to be there. I think there's a gap between these two guys and everyone else, even Ruggs. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100%. So I, I, I think these are the two best wide receivers, and I think they're going to go San Francisco and Denver right here. I don't know that San Francisco's going wide receiver. Oh, I do. I do. I do. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost Kyle Shanahan's going to get him a new toy. <laughs> What's these highlights from Worf? What's his workout videos from this kid? This oh, dude he's, is he's a freak. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous. Oh, if he could have been a Cleveland Brown. But if he can't be a Brownie, go to Tampa Bay. Help Tommy win one more. I'm just – who 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 thought this was possible for Tampa Bay? What a month and a half ago? Brady, Holy shit! Brady yeah. Gronk trading up in the draft and getting the best tackle. Like, oh, this is bonkers. When, when yeah. was when was the last time Tampa Bay was competent? Twenty twelve. Listen, Bruce Bruce Arians is a some light is going to get whatever their 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 GM's name something like yeah, Jason Jason Light. Yeah. He's going to get a lot of credit for this. That guy's been really bad at drafting. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Outside of Devin White last year, he he has not made a a really good draft, and and the rest of that draft wasn't great. Okay, they just weren't. That guy's not been good at all. I, I think this is Bruce Arians is a grown up in the room. I think Byron Leftwich is is being groomed. I, I I just I love this organization outside of the GM. Oh I love I love Byron Leftwich. Let me, me let me tell you about uh, me Bruce too. Arians. I'm a fan of Byron Leftwich's neighbor. But you know that's another story. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. His, his neighbor is a lot nicer than me. Tommy yeah. didn't leave that room if it's mine. <laughs> it's like, Sorry, I, here, I, I, I interrupted. I Go ahead. Byron Leftwich like being carried down the field by his offensive lineman um, yep. oh, yeah. in some big Marshall game, and it, it was just, a, like, it was a bowl game. It was a bowl game. It was his last. Wasn't that his last game? Yeah, it was his last game in the bowl. Game. Yeah. Getting ready to go into the NFL. And he's out there playing on what? Like a, it, it wasn't a broken leg, but uh, I don't Maybe even know. This is, yeah. this is what we talked about, that, that, that crazy thing I texted you guys a long time ago. That moment when his offensive linemen were carrying him down the field at Marshall, Tom Brady was already a Super Bowl MVP at that point. <laughs> Jesus. That, I mean – Talk about a million years ago. Listen, when you're 44 years old, you've seen a lot in the world has happened. Okay, yeah. that's not a Mac. That's one of those. Those are those uh, Windows flat screens. That's Joseph. You had it wrong, man. Good gracious. <laughs> but so, they look so, a lot like Macs. So, so let, can I want to get a little? I want to talk about Byron Leftwich for a minute because I love the man. All right, he's he's near and dear to my heart. The NFL, and I was worried about this with Brian Flores. So the NFL has a a head coaching race issue, all right? There aren't enough black guys getting their shot, getting an opportunity, and when they do, they go to bad teams, bad organizations, bad franchises, and they get fired quickly. And I don't think they get fired because they're black. I think they get fired because they get just dealt really bad hands. I think Byron is going to be groomed to be a head coach one day, but I also think – somebody in the league is going to rush him to being a head coach. Brian Flores was never even officially the DC. He was only promoted to that position one year under Belichick. And then it was just like, dude, 
you got to you got to get this job. You got to take it. You got to go, and you can't turn it down. But at some point in time, somebody needs to say, "Whoa, whoa. we need to groom these guys, make sure they're prepared for them, so they don't get jobs and they don't get Steve Wilkes out." Well, that's. Yeah, like, I mean, what do y'all think of that? It's like the. It's funny. This is totally like non sequitur. Totally not not relate not related. But it's like the female directors thing, right? Where everyone's yeah. like, there should be more female directors winning yeah. Academy Awards. And it's like, well, it's not really the Academy's job. This is all groundwork that needed to have been done way before this. And it's we gotta, like, we, we got to teach these ladies. Yeah, we got to Yeah, there's got to be development there. Because if you just make them all directors immediately and they don't do a good job, you didn't help them. You actually you actually hurt them. You're actually setting that's, things back. Well, that's why I like the Rooney rule is such a joke because like you there's not the groundwork being done to give these guys jobs at lower levels and groom them, et cetera. And then it's just like people are like, Well, we'll put a band-aid over it and like one guy gets to come in for an interview and it's like a joke. Like it doesn't mean anything. Now and then and then you've got the flip side though of Bealamy in in um in, in Kansas City, which I think is ready. And he's got the resume. He's got the goods, but he doesn't get the shot. And the young guy like Brian Flores gets it. Well, Steve Wilkes I, gets I th- it. I think Biennemi this year was a victim of his own success. It. I mean, Biennemi would have gotten a job had Kansas City gotten knocked out earlier. I, I, I really believe. Like, You're probably they, right they couldn't hire Like, no one could hire him until Kansas City was done. And no one wanted to wait till after the Super Bowl. But hang on, this isn't coach. college recruiting. It's not like you, we got to get a coach. We're not Mississippi State and we got to get a coach tomorrow or else we're going to lose out on whatever recruit. Come on. Like, what's the rush? You have an offseason. When did Dallas make their hire? It was after the Super Bowl, wasn't it? It was after the Super Bowl, yeah. All the coaches got hired after the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I don't have a good answer. Joseph Gomez, however, he said uh, if Tommy brings Giselle, he can stay in Tampa as long as he wants to. Uh, <laughs> is anyone and then else? Miller asked, uh, uh, "Who is the most underrated wide receiver in this draft?" I don't have underrated. Most underrated. That's well. Again, I've said his name earlier, but if if Hamler goes to a place like Kansas City, that guy's going to be a highlight machine. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, again, the guy's five nine. But, I mean, we were talking about this earlier this week. There's track speed and there's tape speed. You watch his tape, yep. that guy flies. I don't care That's what you look like in underwear without holding the football. Right. I've seen that guy run with a football in his hand and pads right. on and guys chasing him. Right. And, and yeah. That's really fast. I and don't know how thing. fast. I didn't have a gun, but that's really fast. Right. How that's the thing. Like, compare, how, would you, how would you compare him to Rager? Rager's really fast, too. Yeah, he's yeah. fast. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm biased him. in this. I think Justin Jefferson's the most underrated. He was a two-star coming out of college, and he was probably the third that, that, best pass rusher, pass catcher. That was that 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 two star thing had to do with academics and and him you know going okay. to, uh, all right whatever community college he was work. still he was still realistically the third best receiver on that team when everybody was healthy he, I, I that no CD wasn't that Judy wasn't that you know Mims wasn't that none of these other guys were the third best pass catcher and receiver you know so he comes in with a bad grade in college he works his way up he he plays in a dinosaur offense for three years and then in an unbelievable offense for a year. You guys, so, the Niners just took the Javon Kinlaw. Uh, Kinlaw, he's – Oh, he's, now I'm just now seeing this. How am I behind y'all? I'm live. 
That's I have no idea. I'm I'm still waiting on the pick. I don't hate this guy. I just I wanted to see Kyle Shanahan take one of these receivers, man. Well now Denver can take whoever the hell they want. Just going back to the receiver thing real quick, I was gonna say like this you guys know that it pains me to say this, but I think T. Higgins might be He's he underrated. I, I bet he underrated. Yeah, that, like two years ago, looking at what this guy was doing in college, everyone was like, "Holy hell, he's incredible!" And he never stopped that. But it's like when you're that amazing as a freshman, like it's hard to live up to if you don't, you know. Get oh, that, you're yeah, right. Man. No, he's no, he's in the conversation as one of the best three receivers in this draft, in my opinion. I think he's, I think he's right there with you. Uh, you know, he, I think all these top five more. guys. We're bust proof as long as they didn't go to the Jets. I really believe that. I, I can't believe the 49ers right here. If they could have put one of those two receivers with Debo, with Kittle, with the running game that Kyle Shanahan runs at that zone off in, uh, offensive line blocking scheme, I, I just think they but look could have. at it this way. Like they, they've got a don't they they got a second round pick. No, they, they have another a, first round first pick. Round. Yeah, they have another and, first and, round pick. That was the Colts pick, but CD and Judy won't be there on that next pick. Same. No, they, they're going to be twenty four. They're going to be uh, 30, this, this whole thing's broken pretty well for you, my friend. You're uh, you pretty much have your pick. Yeah, yeah. once <laughs> Lam, Lamb and Judy. I mean, those are the I think the two yeah. best receivers out there. And they, could take the best, one. they were the best receivers when this thing started. I cannot believe they fell this far. I just Me neither. Can't. I thought one of them, at least one of them, would would have been gone. Yep. I, I was, I was, tra- I was talking. Lot. I was trying to talk a myself to into rugs. I was talking myself into rugs before this whole thing started, but. Well, it's because you thought the other two would be gone by yes, the time you you're absolutely right. I did think that. I mean, that that's the thing is I, I was talking myself as a Browns guy into these other guys because I thought, well, Worf's not going to be there. Will's going to be there. Do I really believe in Thomas? And, uh, you know, I don't know. And, yeah. This is uh, this is interesting. Hey, Chris, you and I both have, uh, have under five and a half receivers in the first round. Oh, that's going to hit. That's uh that that's definitely gonna hit. I'm, yeah, that, uh, I, I believe that's gonna hit because I I had the 49ers taking one and uh, hang on, I don't know that I can find the last. Oh, your Jets, right? I had one other team taking one. Yeah, the Jets could have been one. That was what I was worried about. Um, so yeah, I had I had two of them going before the uh the Raiders pick. Well, no, the three by the 49ers pick. Sorry. Do the Vikings taking one with their second first round pick? It just depends on who's there and, and what your what your next picks looks like. I mean, how many go? There could be a run on them, by the way. I mean, yeah, all five of those guys could go just because teams get desperate when yeah. the run hits. If people drop a lot, though, I would, like, speaking strictly from a Vikings perspective, right, it's a cornerback or a wideout, and if there's a run on one position or the other, that changes the perspective for the Vikings' first pick, right? But your board looks different based on who's yeah. available. So I'm curious, just like going back to Kinlaw. Um, so LSU didn't play South Carolina, but um, like Kinlaw versus Brown, like like people generally, Kinlaw is the number two DT in the in the draft. But you guys both seem to feel like this is a a false step or a, or a misstep for San Fran. Now hang on, I I think Kinlaw's a stud. Okay, I do think he's the second best hey, defensive tackle in, in draft. I think he's going to be a good pro. I I just personally. I wanted to see Kyle Shanahan get a new toy. I think that guy is an offensive god, 
and and he does things that that he, and he's been doing it for a long time. This is not Sean McVay. I've had two good years and 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 I'm a genius now. This guy's been doing this for a while. I trust him. And I also think Jimmy G's got to get one more weapon if he wants to really be that elite level quarterback. Yeah. And yeah. I think two receivers are there that I think are the two best receivers in the draft. If I was starting a dynasty league, I'd take both of these guys in Kyle Shanahan's offense over any receiver I could have that's currently playing football. If the, I think they're that elite good. If the Broncos don't take Judy, it's officially a place where everyone below that point has to start looking at their draft board and being like, all right, it, I know it, what it's I Judy. Need it's Judy. I think CD or Judy. I think either one. After this pick, everybody's calling Atlanta right now and yeah. saying, "What can I, I'm going to tell you? What what seeks sickens my heart right now? I'm watching my board, and I saw Dallas sitting there, and all I could think of is, please don't let one of these kids go to Dallas. Oh. Please don't <laughs> let one of these guys go to Dallas. Atlanta's I not going to take one. I, I, could I don't see, know I that I can emotionally handle that. I could, I could 100% see the Falcons taking one. Chris Felica uh, tweeted this just a second ago. Eight of the first 14 picks played in the SEC. That ties the mark for the most picks from a single conference in the top 20 of any draft, and there's still six more picks to go. Here you go, Man. Sam. Vic Fangio. Look at him. That looks like <laughs> an old man house. Yeah. You got your boy. Judy. <laughs> Here you go. That makes nine. All right. Nine you SEC got, out of the top 15. You got your boy, Sam. I'm here for that. I love it. That's, that's fantastic. Like, I did not think he was going to be there. No, nobody nobody in the world did. That, nobody in the world that, did. That's a, I mean, to stay at 15, I, I was thinking we were going to trade up with Cleveland to go to 10 to get him. But, uh, yeah. shit, man, that's awesome. That's, that's, ah, that's I love it. I that love it. It could be game changer. It really could be game changer. Somebody, somebody trade with Dallas. Somebody trade with Dallas. Go has, uh, has has nobody? Um, have Have y'all seen any player wear a tie yet? No, no, no. Okay. Speaking That's of it. which, one of my one of my favorite random subplots tonight is all of these people making an attempt to look like there aren't fifty people in every one of these houses. <laughs> <laughs> if you're following we're, enough, we're all social distancing. Everybody else is in the bedroom. Yeah. Along those lines, we didn't talk about this with Tua, but um, I was listening to the the Bill Simmons Ryan Rosillo podcast earlier in the week, where they they're basically like a couple teams one hundred percent sent somebody in secret to go meet with Tua and yeah. give him a physical in real life. Which I yeah. like, of course, that happened. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. I look I look forward to the stories coming out of this in a couple of years, right? Yeah. About five or six teams sent a doctor. And they gave him a medical. And yeah. while we don't have an official medical, all the teams that had a chance to get him all have a medical on him. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? How could you not do that? I don't know. It's so, so I did that. Yeah. There's a part of me that hates these highlight reels that they give because like earlier they showed the cornerback from Florida that went and in the first like game they played, they showed him going against South Carolina, and it was when South Carolina had their third-string quarterback in that game. And then the next highlight reel was from Vanderbilt. And I was like, come on, man. That didn't say you could – the kid's a stud. He's going to be a good pro probably. But but this highlight reel does not show that you're a pro, okay? 
you just beat up on Vanderbilt and the third string cornerback at South Carolina. Yeah. And doing the yeah. same thing with Judy. Like they're watching him beat up on Duke. And Ole Miss. And, and Ole Miss. Yeah. And and what was the first thing was Arkansas. It's like, come on, dude. Like he, on, he made some plays against Auburn. Let's let's see those. You know, that's a good defense. <laughs> Gary, where do you slot Judy with your other your other great Alabamans? Um Julio, Ridley, Amari. I think we need to be Julio and Amari. We be careful about Ridley about. here, okay? That's a whole lot of OJ Howard with 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 Ridley. He had a couple good games his rookie year, and then disappeared season two. Well, he got hurt. He got hurt last year. Um, disappeared season two. Okay, come on, man. <laughs> we got to bring up Jamarcus Russell again. I mean, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Look, I don't know who look, this person is. Uh, it is it is Julio one, Amari Cooper two. And then it's Gary Judy right after that. Well, uh, that's right now. That's currently. Yeah, that's, in six weeks into the season, Jared Judy is going to be better than than. No, no, this, this is this is not talking about NFL. This is what they did at Alabama. Oh, okay. I got you. I yeah. got you. I got you. This is. I, was, I thought we were asking what kind of pro are they going to be. No, no. This is just what they did at Alabama. I'm not worried okay. about all the other mess. Calvin Ridley was great, um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Joseph Gomez jumped in. He said, I'm waiting for somebody to fall asleep while they're waiting. Uh, yeah, we'll probably get that video soon. And then Kat jumped in on Periscope and said, y'all made it. I'm not sure what that means, but thank you. Sure. <laughs> if it's our cat, yeah, she's like thinking we, we groans up and we groans up. Is that what she's saying? Look, I guess. Probably. Made it all the way to WCE. <laughs> our head's hitting the ceiling right now. We can't go any higher than this. Yep. Oh, you get that right, awesome. There's a whole lot higher than this. That's good. <laughs> oh, it's it's up there. It's, it's good stuff. Best part about being in the toilet. So oh, man. Way to go, but up. All right. Man, so I'm I'm curious why CD Lamb dropped. Like, I don't this, know. This is strange to me. I think this guy's a freak, and if he goes to Dallas, I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be pissed off, and my phone is gonna blow up with. All my friends that are Cowboys fans just shitting all I, over. I think it's tied in with what you called out earlier, Gary. Like, all these SEC picks in the beginning of the draft, like, Big 12 and Pac-12 defenses have been questioned all- for years. And I, and I think people have just been gotten used to discounting those things. And I think I think you can legitimately discount defenses in the Big 12 last year. I also happen to think that C.D. Lamb transcends all of that criticism. Yeah. So, yep. uh, yeah. The, the one position well, – there's two positions that I would negate all of the SEC bias for, and it's quarterback and receiver because there have been plenty of Big 12 and Pac-12 quarterbacks and receivers come out that have been every bit as good as the SEC guys, every bit as good. Well, and the just, just, there's an just equal amount of bust as well. So Alabama hadn't had a first-round quarterback in 44 years. And hadn't deserved one. Well, by yeah, the way. I mean, like AJ McCarron's the best quarterback to come out in know. you know twenty yeah, years. Y'all didn't yeah. play quarterback like you played like it was handoffer. Yeah, <laughs> and all he had to do when he had Amari Cooper was just throw the ball up there. Throw somewhere. the ball up. Throw the ball up. Yeah, it was it was Larry Fitzgerald. Just throw it up. That's and I mean when you got talent like that, and that's all you need. You don't have to go worry about recruiting some big time quarterback, but. You know, with the way that the game has changed and whatnot, we uh, we had to get Tua, and with the way that our offense has changed, now we've got Bryce Young. 
Y'all uh, can, we'll can thank Lane Kiffin for that. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. Lane completely flipped that offense around. I, hell, I wish he was still there. That's as soon as as soon as he loses, uh, you know, a fourth straight season or whatever at Ole Miss, he'll be back on the uh, back on the block looking for a job, and uh, and maybe maybe Sark will be gone by then, and we can bring him back. It in. won't be an outlook. That guy Lane will never work for Saban ever again. Uh, Nick will I, never let that happen. I, I wish. I, well, it, by that point, Saban may not be around. Oh no, that okay. All right, you might be right will, on that. Will he work for Dabo Sweeney? Nope, he'll work for Mario Cristobal, though. (laughs) I'm taking Mario. Give me Mario from Oregon. I know that he's had problems. I understand. I wouldn't be upset if y'all if y'all made that hire. I wouldn't be upset at all. You think Uh, you 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 like Mario Cristobal as the uh, heir apparent to Nick Saban? Yes, hundred percent. Interesting. He wants a meathead. That's hey, I'm good with it. Like I think the guy can coach. I think he's good. No, oh, I agree. Uh, no, he can recruit. He can recruit. He can't coach. There's a difference, Gary. No, but you hire other people that can do that. I mean, but will he do that? Because he hasn't done that yet. He's got a checkbook just as big as everybody else's. I don't know if Oregon puts the same amount into it. Oh, we're going to disagree there. It's Chris, once upon a time, people made the same comment about a certain gator wrestling <laughs> swamp man. He can recruit. Hang on. And that gator wrestling swamp man did what? He went and hired the best and the brightest people you could buy. Money could buy. He's got that is that guy. is a unique trait though that many coaches fail at, right? Listen, like, I have Bob a coach. My guy, that. that man right there has no ego whatsoever. Nicholas Saban does not have that. Mario Cristobal does not have that. That was you know does Mario not have, have that. that. Oh, I'm How a sure that. because anybody that cares so much about their traps looking that good has got an ego. Okay, when he needs help wiping his ass because his arms are too big. He's got an ego, all right. <laughs> Dab- so Dabo, like you guys know, Dabo's like. Oh my right. goodness, what just happened? The Falcons take AJ Terrell, cornerback from Clemson. Did anybody what? have him in the first round? No. Wow. No, no, no I did not. Yeah. I did. This is this is a team that could not trade back at all, and they're just taking need only. Wow. wow. My goodness. Why did Holy cow. This is the first surprise of the draft, right? here. Well, Ruggs, to me, well, was Ruggs, a big surprise. Yeah. Ruggs is a big surprise. The other thing that's they're going to show that they're going to show the one play that he made a stop, the one play that he made a stop in that game. That's all they got. That is surprising. I stopped one guy one time. Look at it this. It is interesting. The, oh, what was that? the other thing that's weird to me, so there was the year who's – I'm blanking on his name – Gary, the Alabama running back from a couple years ago that was like number one by default. Um, number one in the draft by default? No, number one at running back by default. Was it last year, the year before? Who am I even forgetting? Josh Jacobs was last year. Josh Jacobs. No, Jacobs wasn't even, uh, wasn't even first string at Alabama last year. No, he was a second string running back, but because of skill set. Well, that's what was... I mean. So, but this year, you got a lot of big names, and yet. When are we going to see a running back get taken off the board here? I, I, I'm going to tell you oh, the, the guy that looks like the guy that looks like Josh Jacobs is Clyde. Yes, Clyde, Clyde is the guy, but I think Swift is going to go first because of that. And Gary and I have watched the SEC for so long. I'm going to tell you, Swift yeah, is fast, but he he's not going to make it. Is this a boat? Where is Jerry right now? Oh yeah, he's on he's on a yacht. <laughs> He's only a, are those camels or horses? In the middle of an ocean somewhere, right? I mean, yeah. 
Hey, if you're in a conversation with the Bills, the Skins, the Bengals, and my Browns, that's a that's a bad room to be in. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, yeah. That room seems like shit. Michael Fritz jumped in on Twitch. He said, uh, "Very happy with Judy." Sam, do you like what Denver did? Happy they stayed put and got their guy. Oh, nobody could be upset with that. No, I mean, Jesus. come on. Like, you you get the best receiver in the draft and you don't have to trade up for him. Like, I, I was fully expecting to have to move up to 10. Like, if we had our hearts set on Judy, uh, we, we were going to need to go up to get him. I thought he was going to be gone. I, I can't be more happy. I mean, you got another receiver for Locke, you know, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. That's a hell of a one-two combo. And in the AFC West, you know, if you're going to play with Kansas City, you got to you got to have that receiver tandem. You're going to have to outscore some folks with with air, uh, with the Raiders going on offense a lot and and building that thing up in uh, Kansas City. You're going to have to put points on the board. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Had a tweet from Matt Scalisi that said it's actually really impressive to successfully recruit the top three players in the NFL draft. And win zero national titles with him. Cheers, Urban Meyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good stuff. Uh, Anybody is, shitting on Urban's going to get a clap from me. So, so that's awesome, but we haven't talked about the greatest thing that's happened tonight, and that's the absolute dump that Trey Wingo took on Nebraska. Yo. Oh my god, Scott, <laughs> Scott, Scott Frost, Scott Frost getting shit on by uh, Trey Wingo the second. The second Burroughs pick is in is the best thing that happened all night long. It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, um, McKinnon, McKinnon jumped in and said, once again, my Dirty Birds take a quarterback or a cornerback in the first. Oh, boy, really gets the fans excited. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> and then uh, and Matthew Miller jumped in and said, remember, Shermer is the OC now, and Judy is a lot like Diggs. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Diggs' best oh. year was under Shermer as the OC. Judy is better than Diggs because Diggs is like Diggs. Diggs has incredible athleticism to challenge in the air, but Judy's got what, like four inches on him and the same amount of athleticism. Plus he's a better route runner. Judy's only six one. How, how big is. Oh, really? Oh, all right. I I thought Judy looks huge. Maybe, Uh, maybe just because he's he's route running gets in separation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, he just looks bigger because he's always away from people. Uh, Matthew said, uh, excited for the offense now with uh, Noah Fant, Lindsey, Gordon, Sutton, Judy, and Locke. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you need to finish shoring awesome. up that offensive line. I mean, we need to get a left tackle because, like I said, the holding machine that is Garrett Bowles is not going to be a long-term solution there. Guaranteed we're not picking up his fifth year on, on, that, uh, on that option. Guaranteed. And we're going to have to go O-line in the second round. Hang on. Somebody comparing Stephon Diggs to – Jared, Stephon Diggs was a fifth-round pick. He was a diamond in the rough. They turned out to be an unbelievable player, okay? But he was a diamond in the rough. Judy is a diamond that you pay a lot of money to. You don't find him in the mud, okay? <laughs> He's clean. a guy that you go to Jared's, you spend a boatload of money, and you, and you have somebody clean it up and you whatever. That, we're not having the same conversation with those two guys. Diggs listed at six foot, but, I, like, that seems – That's probably right. That's probably right. He 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 never looked like an Judy has always looked like a physical. Well, no, yeah, no, no, he's bigger. He's yeah, he's, he's, he's bigger. I, I'm going to bet they weigh a lot different. They might yeah. be the same height. They they weigh a lot different. I mean, ten pounds maybe. Um, it's ten pounds of solid muscle. Have you seen the picture of fat? That's five pounds. I got a doctor that shows me all the time. <laughs> five pounds is this much? It's okay that you only lost five pounds. Very interesting with you. Of my weight. <laughs> 
Oh, oh God Almighty. That's All right, nice. so Dallas now at 17. Um, <gasps> Please it, don't take CD. I just want to I just want to briefly throw out that Chris, you and I had a long like I don't know two and a half hour debate about Mike McCarthy and if he's any good and Aaron Rodgers and a whole bunch of other shit a few weeks ago. Yeah. And just, like I'm seeing Mike McCarthy's mug on my screen over here, and I just like all right. As, as so, oh, hang on, let's have a different now, conversation right now. The upgrade of Mike McCarthy from the Clapper. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that is definitely an upgrade. Yeah. That is definitely an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, let's see. Uh, let's see what we got here. If they get C. Lamb, like I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do here. I, I could see him taking Jordan Love. No, they took C. Yeah. Oh, it's early for Love. Oh, it's way early for Love. Yeah, but couldn't you see Dallas doing that just so they don't have to pay Dak? They took CD. They took CD. I know, I know, but still. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Thought Jared was going to screw this thing up, and the best wide receiver in this damn draft fell to him. Yeah. Well, you can blame – I mean, you can blame Gruden, right? Because if Gruden yeah, takes Old, CD, wrankled ass. Yeah, this and, is John at this call. stage, like, Jerry would, would probably take rugs, right? Yeah. No, I don't know that he would take rugs. He doesn't really get enamored by speed the way Al Davis did. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Everybody, uh, every mock draft I saw had him taking a defensive player. Now, I saw every mock draft had him taking a different defensive player, but zero mock drafts had Judy or CD fall into the Cowboys. Which is when you say, hey, we're going to throw this shit out the window and we're going to take this freak right here. Dak Prescott's going to get $40 million, guys. That that just happened right now. Dak Prescott oh, yeah. just got $40 million because of this draft pick right here. Anybody that's else's draft wanted, pick change that kind of money? Yeah, he he wanted to jump in on YouTube and and explain his uh, his thinking. He's saying that Judy reminds him of Diggs with the speed and his breakout on routes. Well, maybe. So that's what he was saying. Like, Judy, Judy is about as perfect a route runner as they come. Yeah, yes, agreed. Uh, McKinnon said still had a couple solid D-line and linebackers that the Falcons could have used considerably more. Hopefully yep. the Chiefs can give me something to be stoked about tonight. Uh, I think the Chiefs are probably going defensive back, I'd imagine. But we'll see. I mean, we still got a long way to go before we get there. Did you just see CeeDee Lamb take his cell phone from his girlfriend? No, I did not see that. Because I just watched his girlfriend take his cell phone, look at it, and CeeDee Lamb reached over and snatched it. <laughs> that's a man that knows what's going on. That, You're not getting him caught stepping. He's already living that Michael Irvin life, and that's he's not I'm even in about. Dallas. That's right. That's right. <laughs> God, I can't believe the Cowboys landed CeeDee. Jeez, old man, that's going to upset me. <laughs> well, Dak, we're going to hear Dak is elite. We're going to hear Dak Super Bowl Heisman MVP winners. We, Dak is going to go through the roof the next three months. Before we snap a football, Dak is going to be the most valuable player in all of football right now. All right, so so let's talk about what, uh, what Miami's got here. Uh, they still got five and a half minutes left. Miami needs help everywhere, basically. Is if, there a if, tackle on the board that you would take right now? I might would take Ezra Cleveland, but I feel like it's too it's too early. I could maybe see him taking him from Boise State at twenty six. Uh, I mean, at this point, do you do you reach for Justin Jefferson to to pair with Tua? I mean, I, I, would, I was I was thinking that that Miami is the most disappointed that CD Lamb just got traded. Oh, sure, oh, yeah. oh, no, there's a hundred percent, hundred percent. Miami is wishing. CD would have fallen one more spot. Me too, by the way. I would have loved him to go to Miami. Is it really okay. a reach to go Jefferson here? I think so. I think it's a little I'm going to tell you this. If they took T or Jefferson, 
I think that's a good pick. I think it's a very good pick if they take either one of those guys. And I don't think it's a reach right now because the next best tackle, I think you can get with their next pick. Yeah. I don't think tackle is coming off the board between now and their next pick, which is not very long, by the way. I think it's like 20, 26. 21? 26. 26. Okay. So they, they may, the Dolphins may actually go Xavier McKinney here. I was just going to ask about McKinney because, like, like they need help everywhere. Like a pretty great idea, right? In today's NFL, how yeah, they- and, and they and they traded uh, uh, Fitzpatrick uh, to the yep. Steelers last year, so they obviously need one. Um, how, how big a, a gap is there between Isaiah Simmons and McKinney? Like, is McKinney good enough to McKinney could play linebacker? But yes, uh, McKinney is ridiculous. Like he's a he's an incredibly good player, incredibly skilled. Uh, he would fit here. Um, I I thought he would go you know somewhere around twenty, but you know I I could also like here's one that might surprise you. Uh, I I think McKinney's the best safety in the draft, but I don't think Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota is very far behind him. Ooh. Like. I and that would be. Ooh, I have thoughts. Yeah. We have that, so that, that's, that's a dirty, that's a dirty name that too. for us. Yeah. Big Ten boys, you just said that too. Mm. Well, so so we, tell we have me. a lot of Antoine Winfield thoughts. But, <laughs> all right, then then talk talk me out of it because I I think he could sneak into this first round. Did you see the the quarterbacks that played in the Big Ten West last year? It's, yeah, yeah. Well, I know Northwestern <laughs> had like four, right? How many? Yeah, and they were all they were not great. No. Nope. Um, and and it, so so Winfield was really good his freshman year, was injured and then suspended for some combination of the next two years. Yep. Do I have that right, John? Like he basically didn't play football for two years. He basically he somehow didn't. That was because of injury. He somehow didn't get suspended. Yeah, for the and whole wild sexual assault mania that it was fell Minnesota's it football just, program for a couple of years. Out, read the report. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Read the report. That's okay. he, but he wasn't one of the. He wasn't one of the guys. That, read uh, the report. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that I, I didn't think he was one of the guys that uh that basically got Tracy fired, right? Like, but but maybe I'm wrong. We got y'all on this show for a reason. Come on, man. <laughs> way, I'll put it this way: the best case scenario for him coming out of that report is still really bad. Yes. That's the that's the right way to say. But so like uh-huh. the th- the thing is is so he so it's too early for him then. So so he didn't play for a couple of years and then I think he I think he got back in for for maybe half of the 2018 season and then coming to 2019 like so he's a captain he's experienced like he was you know considered to be like a, a stalwart a stalwart of their defense. He rose he that boat all over the field. Yeah, yeah, all over the field. Right, he had a really good year, but against just a horrific Ten West. I mean, Nebraska Northwestern. Even like Wisconsin, who who yeah. won the division in the end, and like Jack Cohn is like he ain't great. No, so um, <laughs> I just like like if if he had done something incredible in you know a much different place against he, he played like, he played huge. great against Bo Nix. I'm cool. <laughs> Good for him. Sure, sure. a freshman. <laughs> No, Congratulations. I, so so my Fun guess time. would be my guess would be McKinney would be the best fit here, um, but obviously we'll see. Like I could totally see him going to get Justin Jefferson, uh, but if man, what scares me about that is if you read the uh, the Pro Football Focus 
uh, report on Jefferson, like they don't even they don't think he's a first round guy. They, so, they think he's like mid second round. Hey, speak. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I wanted no, no, to, I wanted to talk about that specific thing just real quick because that was my thing with Jefferson is. Jefferson, I mean, Chris said it early on. I mean, you're putting, what, third, fourth best pass catcher in that offense in one of the greatest offenses of all time. Now, you could read that one of two ways. You could read it as they're all amazing, including him. But my feeling was you have a bunch of guys and a system that's taking away all the best defenders on every team they played, and he was just open a lot. Um, Now, I would tell you that Justin Jefferson, he's – out of the top five guys, he's the least athletic. He's probably the slowest, okay? That's what I think is hurting him. But he is the best route runner out of them all. Judy is probably this much worse than him. He is a perfect, flawless route runner. Not as athletic, not as big, not as fast. Is, isn't that the, this the classic apocryphal story about Peyton Austin Manning? Jackson to Miami? Austin Jackson. So he went OT. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting. and That's the need, though. Interesting. But so isn't isn't Jefferson like the classic apocryphal story about that you get about Peyton Manning and his wideouts who all went in the first round and then turned out Manning was the really good one? Oh, and, I don't know now. Like, Hold on now. T. Martin was, I mean, not T. Martin. Peerless Price was pretty damn yeah, good yeah. as an NFL player. Very, very true. Peerless um, I, Price. I, re- I remember Peerless Price to this day breaking my heart and wrecking teams. But but Price went the year after, so I think it was I think it was the well, yeah year, yeah he was a junior that Peyton got drafted. Was it Marcus Nash and Andy McCullough? I don't know. I know this that that was the, that was a situation. You might be right. That was a situation where Chase Young is the peerless Price in this conversation where he's not coming out of this class, but he's without question the best athlete and receiver in that in that room. So yeah, so I I just I like I wonder if. Some of this, it's like some of the some of the shine on Jefferson is now, frankly Joe I, Burrow. No, to be honest, I thought Jefferson was a second round guy to begin with. I thought the top two guys would go today, and then I thought one of the third guy. I thought Rugs would go next because people were going to get enamored and fall in love with his speed, which they did. Um, and then I thought because the separation between four and eight, I don't know is a whole lot. I like Jefferson and T better than I like everybody else and I kind of like them a lot better than everybody else but I don't know that they grade better than everybody else I think those other guys are are in a lot of these teams vision just as good so let's talk about another LSU player and that's um that's Chason who okay. by uh the ringers NFL draft prep they have him as like the 15th best graded prospect yeah. I thought he was going to go to the Cowboys, by the way. I thought I thought okay. that's who the Cowboys were going to pick. They were going to take a big edge rusher. Yeah. Yeah, nobody nobody's touched edge since since Chase Young at number two, right? And and like it's it's interesting to me that we're what pick are we on now? Twenty nineteen? Yeah. So 19, we're, I mean we're you're still in the range, right? But we're uh, gonna look I think we're gonna look back at this draft and not that those cornerbacks that have been taken so far won't be good. Okay. This is not a knock or a referendum on them. It's just the way I believe football should be played, which is from the trenches out. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I, 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 amen, brother. Amen. And taking all these DBs early is just insane to me when I would be taking trench guys right and left. Wait, I want my DBs to be 15 through 32. 
In the top 15, I wouldn't touch a DB unless they were elite. I just wouldn't. That feel it feels like four or five years ago was when DBs were undervalued enough that if there was a really good one and you jumped on him early, you were getting value far and above what what other teams were getting. But it just feels like like the, like the top echelon of coaches and thinkers in the NFL have moved on from that now. Yep, and this feels like again groupthink and, and just following mentality. So I actually blame Bill Belichick for this because he's seen as the smartest guy in the room. He's actually one of the worst drafters out of all 32 drafters, okay? That guy hasn't had an elite draft ever in his life, all right? he He's just okay at it. But Did you he, see Belichick's uh, uh, office, by the way? No, I haven't. I haven't seen that. I, he's I don't know he's got a laptop set up on his kitchen table. That didn't surprise me at all. That's less That's, I bet that's, he's got a big glass of milk next to it too. I bet I bet he is a milk drinker. Like, that's far like, less serial serial killer esque than Dave Gettleman. Oh no, Bill has got no serial killer tendencies to him at all. He's just an asshole to media, but and he's a weird guy. But well, he's it, not a good drafter. But he draft DB. I mean, we went through a span of like eight mm-hmm. years where he just took the shortest defensive back ever in history every year, <laughs> and I'm thinking. Receivers are getting bigger and bigger, and you're taking the littlest guy available. What the hell are you doing? And none of them turned out to be great, by the way. Some of them were good. None of them were great. And it was just one of those things where I think the rest of the league is like, oh, Bill's drafting DB guys. I can start drafting DB guys early. And that's not okay. That's just not the right way to do it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's Before we get this pick in, uh, Matthew Miller said, Eagles have to go Jefferson, right? They can't have ex quarterbacks playing wide receiver, and uh, and then they need said, a receiver. Uh, he, he thought that uh, he thought that the Dolphins were going to take Kenneth Murray, uh, and then McKinnon. Oh yeah, wanted to jump in on me about my Bo Nix comment because he is an <laughs> Auburn fan. All right, he said, "Hey, Bo Nix is the real deal for a college quarterback." LOL. Remember Gary Iron Bowl champs. That's right, Iron Bowl champs. Damn straight, Iron Bowl champs. But they and lost they, to the Minnesota. Not a damn thing uh, to do with Bo Nix. None of those defensive studs that are going to get drafted this weekend played in that game against the Minnesota Gophers. The Raiders. Fair, fair, fair. Damon, I'm going to tell you this. If Brown played. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. What? Damon, yeah, Damon Arnett. Arnett. To our point, this is. Another cornerback. What in the hell is, is he the fastest corner on the on the? Is he the fastest Maybe corner? I'm wrong. Maybe the game has changed so much. It's so wide receiver and pass happy. You have to have elite corners. I mean, you you have to, but who's these aren't elite corners. I don't think what? you have to. That's where we we disagree, Gary. You can hash out are they elite or not. Reasonable people can have that argument. I don't think you have to. I still think if you put the quarterback on his ass or make him move out of the pocket. Yes. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, outside of of, of Watson and, and and Murray, every other quarterback needs a clean pocket to be good in. And damn, just get them out of the pocket, make them make bad throws, and DBs look great. It just happens. You know what's crazy is how many Ohio State defenders have we had come off the board now? Three, right? Including yep. both of their cornerbacks. What's hilarious is n- not this season, but the season before – those three guys all started for a dog shit defense. Bad. Yep. Ohio yep. State was horrific two years yep. ago. We played yep. against that team in the Big Ten, Big Ten championship game and had a great run of success. Uh, we lost because they were just throwing the lights out. Because you couldn't stop them. Because you couldn't right. stop them. 
But in the other they, side of it, and again, there's year. a lot going on that season with Mer- with Meyer and everything like that. But still, it is pretty wild to look at how bad that defense was. With last this- season, how many good offense? Not great offenses. How many good offenses did they play the entire year? Because I can. I count two. I count Penn State. I'll give them Penn State as a good offense, not a great offense. And I count Clemson. That's the list. They put all these unbelievable numbers up against just crap offensive teams. The Big the Big Ten was ridiculous. So, like, last year, if you look at the Big Ten East and you look at the Big Ten West, yep. the Big Ten East, a lot of people's favorite pick was Michigan. And the Big yes. Ten West, we were in the mix as much as anybody else. There and was a there was the a half of the season. There were I mean, a we hodgepodge of people who believed in you guys, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Nebraska. Nobody had Minnesota on their board. But that what was happened the four was four teams everybody loved. Well, what happened was we couldn't have a we didn't have a quarterback mm-hmm. I mean, and, and an offense. Yep. And, and Nebraska and, doesn't have a team. And all. us and us being that bad screwed up a lot of the West and Michigan didn't show up for the first half of the season. And those two things threw a lot of the conference out of whack, but there was not a lot of good offense in the conference. I mean, it was Ohio Penn state and state scored 30 points twice against real teams. And those two teams were both from the state of Indiana. I challenged that they had a good offense. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. Listen, I like to shit on Penn state. That's okay. That's known on, on our podcast. Let's I'm go. not a fan of them, but, but, I always just assume they have really good athletes and really good talent. I didn't watch them crazy close. I watched the Michigan game like the back of my hand. They look oh, great for the first coaching. Break. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Reasonable people can disagree with that. You shitty don't need to whisper that, Scott. eight games at, at Vanderbilt, all right? And James Franklin won eight games every year at Vanderbilt. Shitty coaching can't do that. Okay. That's Vanderbilt true. is a trash school. For, for, for athletics. They are a genius school if you need a doctor or an attorney. If you're going to sue somebody, you go to them. <laughs> if you need somebody to take the heart out of somebody else and put it in you, you go to them. I, you don't go to Tuscaloosa. You don't go to Baton Rouge. You don't go anywhere else. I mean, you we, go to them. We won 10 games three out of four years with arguably the worst offensive coordinator in college football. I'll second sure. that. Like, I, like, James Franklin is really good at a lot of things. In-game coaching is not one of them. Nope. I, I'll, like, I'll probably agree with that. I'll probably agree with that. Like but, okay, so that even makes my point even better. All these all these Ohio State numbers, everybody last year tried to tell me when they were, oh, I can't believe we fell third and, and we're, you know, we got to play Clemson or whatever. We're the best team in the country. We're the best team in the country. You're just not. The teams you played are crap. You played one good game all year. That's it. That's the list. I'm yeah. sorry, you, they were no better than Clemson, and that was proven when they actually played Clemson. They hey, were no me, better. Let me let me jump in with Sam here real quick. Um, I I'm gonna guess, you know, we had you on the show on Monday. I'm gonna guess we got our best meme, which was CD Lamb taking that phone back from his girl. That was a good one. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, that's got to be a good one. We've I've seen it on Twitter like five times. Already. Yeah. We haven't gotten many memes, which is crazy. I, know, I thought Gettleman was going to give us one. I thought Gruden was going to give us one. They haven't even showed Gruden a lot, and when they did, it's a family picture. Do you, you yeah. see so, Gettleman putting on the mask? Like, yeah, his, his no, Gettleman. Gettleman's definitely going to. We're going to get memes out of Gettleman in the mask by himself. <laughs> J- right? Jerry Jones on that two hundred and fifty million dollar yacht. Maybe there, there's, yeah, there's something the done there. Come on, yeah, hey, just yeah. just going back to that. No, he was on the uh, yacht. That's where he was. Oh, that was a yacht. That was we a yacht. Just yeah. Joking. It's not like no, no. That, that's house. a legit two hundred and fifty million dollar yacht. Wow. 
No, no, nautical pick. Can't hide money, baby. Can't hide money. I've said that my whole life. First nautical pick in the in NFL draft history. Yep. Um, well, hold on now. Not Joe, the first nautical pick. Joe Thomas Joe, on that fishing. Joe boat. Thomas on a fishing oh, yeah, boat yep, in, yep. in in Lake Erie. That's that's. First but he didn't pick. make the pick. He was being picked. Right. Guess, okay, guess, well, I'll, that's I'll, the I'll first allow. nautical pick in the draft. I don't know what to tell you. I'll now get into so, semantics. So going back to the the Damon Arnett pick. Um, in the ringers big board, he is slotted one spot ahead of AJ Terrell. So in that, in that microcosm of a world, like the Raiders got some value. And now I don't remember is oh. Danny Heifetz or Danny Kelly, the, Danny the Kelly. draft guru. It's Kelly. Kelly. Listen, I will tell you this. I do trust him more yeah. than most of these guys that do this for a living. He's really good. He, he genuinely puts in hard effort, energy, time into these things and, not necessarily getting the picks right, but where he has his like top 100 players tend to be more bust proof than not. Okay. He's my go-to for like relative rating of great, great plug for the ringer here. We're ringer guys. We're ringer believers that he's good. And and I get the Danny's mixed up. So it is DK. It's Danny Kelly. Yep. It's Danny Kelly. Dark Knight himself. I'm for that. (laughs) Uh, Roger Goodell said, by the way, it, and he misspoke. He said that the draft in would be in Las Vegas in 2020. He meant 2022. Um, Next year, it's in Cleveland, boys. Y'all want to y'all want to come to Cleveland? Is it? It's, we may as well. I, yeah, why not? I live in Ohio. Like, none of you guys are real far from Cleveland. Gary like, and I are the farthest. But look, I got I've been in the house so long, Chris. Chris I won't go anywhere. Chris, most of the Midwest is not very far from Cleveland, and yet. (laughs) I know right now, right now, I I was looking at plane tickets, and I was thinking, is this thing going to be gone by October? And I was like, okay, if this is all done by October, what can I get a Southwest flight to Chicago for? 29 bucks, fully refundable. Bam. I bought it. Bought it. I just got a standing first weekend of October. I've got a plane ticket to Chicago. Really? 30 bucks. Hey, listen, I'll get it back if, if, if we're all still on lockdown. If we're not, listen, I'll spend 30 bucks on gas driving, you know, around every At day. At least. Yeah. 30 bucks. <laughs> this makes me think I should buy tickets to New Orleans. Um, $29. Oh, yeah, for our weekend. Yeah, assuming, assuming they don't – assuming that if the season gets delayed, they're not going to like – I still have that hotel room. I'm holding it. I'm holding it as long as I can, boys. Hey, what, what, Michael, what, do you, what do you think the most likely thing is for the for the football season? Like that that, that, that they're going to push the whole thing back, or do you think it's more likely they'll just like cancel games up front? I, I don't know. Man, I got no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to predict it. I'm out of the prediction game. Yeah, everything that I've read from Pete Thamel and you know all the all the other guys that are chasing it right now is that we may not start up until the spring, which would be insanely complicated i i got no idea at this point like I, i'd love to have it back even with no fans but i i don't know i mean i don't know how you say that it's safe for players to be on the field if it's not safe for the fans in the in the stands so my uh, big let me let me jump in on some of these comments real quick i, yeah. I got behind to here uh let's see mckinnon uh yeah, you know what? I'm not even. I'm not getting in there. Uh, <laughs> Mayock said, uh, "Hang on now. Did McKinnon, is McKinnon shitting on one of your guys as a bias thing, or is it just not working?" No, I don't know. He's just he's talking about Auburn. He said, "Granted, they had an amazing offense." Uh, okay, Alabama. all right. I'm good with yeah. that. Listen. So anyway, I know. Uh, good things so, can't be said about Auburn, McKinnon. I'm sorry. I can always say no, 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 no. That's I'm totally fine with that. Uh, uh, McKinnon said, "Couldn't name a single elite corner on the Chiefs roster." Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. It didn't didn't necessarily need it. 
Uh, they did have uh, they did have Honey Badger though, and I think he just I like to look at it as he covered everybody. Uh, Mayock overdrafts hard workers that have had good coaching like Cleveland Farrell last year, but uh, but yeah, he was the third best corner on his team. That was uh, Matthew Miller, and then uh, Miller also jumps back in. He said Chris talks crap uh, because sadly OSU is putting together the best recruiting class ever in 2021. Chris I, pays zero attention to recruiting classes. I don't know if you know this or not, but the fact that you're recruiting a bunch of good guys, I could care less about. Yeah. Ch- yeah. Chase on just went to Jacksonville, by the way. There you go. Chase on? Chase on, yeah. I missed that. That's a, that doesn't shock me. They've let a lot of uh, defensive linemen, defensive talent go. They got to reload there. Well, and especially if they're going to move Yannick Ngakwe. But this, this didn't take the Eagles long to get their pick in. No, Eagles going in quick. Are they going Jefferson. for a receiver? You're right. That's their biggest need. This fits. This fits what we talked about earlier. Like, like I feel like teams have been going way before the clock is up, and yeah. it just makes me think that there's not a lot of calls around trades and that sort of stuff happening. Totally Some of these guys, like yeah, the Broncos, waited about two minutes to take Judy. Yeah, oh well, that was a no brain. The, yeah. the hardest thing is you might have two guys arguing CD over Judy. That's that's literally the only thing that would hold that up. We know which one of these guys who's got a coin. A lot of why I keep bringing this up is I'm just psyching myself up so that, that, that the Vikings are not going to F this up and, like, let the clock expire before <laughs> You're not going to do that. You're still you're burned, you're still that. burned scarred, over that. Man. I'm scarred. Two years in a row, it, nonsense. Man, watch – looking at this wide receiving core for the depth chart for the Eagles is just kind of embarrassing. Yeah, that there's a professional football team that looks like that. Well, everybody got hurt. Everybody got hurt. No, hey, these are guys that are on their roster, and they're all healthy today. Yeah, they're, they're still not healthy. good. Yeah, but th- this was the last four games of 2019. That, they what still I'm suck. <laughs> yes, but all of your starters got hurt. Like, it's, you know. I'm they're not on the phone with Jefferson. Like Jefferson like has a suit. Yeah, it's, it's got to be Jefferson. It's got to be Jefferson. Uh, Does he have a tie? Uh, Is that a tie? That's yeah, the first tie of the night? Yeah, but it, I'm, I'm looking for draftees. Oh, that's – Oh no! Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're talking about. Time. I'm looking at Jordan Jefferson. Justin sorry, Jefferson. sorry. I'm behind you by like five seconds, man. Remember, I'm streaming. <laughs> I'm streaming. I'm like two minutes behind. How? Like, what the hell? You guys hey, think Arthur Whiteside is 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 that is that embarrassing? He's, uh, he, I he he he. I don't think he's proven to be very good. Yeah, not, not yet. But I, but he hadn't had time to really develop either. I mean, unless it was receivers break. don't develop anymore, man. This is not a world where the third year receiver is the breakout. Rookies yeah. come in every year the last three, four years, and they're either good or they're not. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Michael Fritz, our buddy out in California, that's the big Broncos fan, said uh, they showed Gruden explaining to his kid how he's the smartest guy around. What an idiot. And he <laughs> said, sign me up. I'll come to Cleveland. I just bought tickets to Nashville from Cali and back for 30 bucks. 30 bucks. I'm telling you, Southwest, I swear to God, I think every flight is just 29 bucks. Just buy, it, buy a ticket, please. McKinnon, uh, McKinnon, Tried to correct me. He said, "No, the Chiefs." Uh, I did say the Chiefs didn't have an elite corner, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and now Matthew Miller's got a question. He said, "If you had to bet now, who wins the NFC South, Saints or the Bucks?" Oh, that's hard. I still like the Saints. Saints, Saints until you prove otherwise. Saints. Yeah, I, I'm rolling Saints. I, I, now I would probably bet the Bucks just because I don't give a shit about the money. I just make more. Um, but and I'm just gonna go with my guy. I got Bruce Arians. I got Tommy. Um, you know, at, at the risk of angering you, Chris, I'm just like like the reality is Tom Brady is older than any. Hang on, Tom Brady right now 
better arm than Drew Brees, no question. If you look at last year before Drew Brees broke his thumb, Tom Brady's arm's got way more life left in it than Drew's does, and it's not close. Yeah, I might buy that. It's yeah, not close. I, I might buy. I might buy that. But like, but where I was going to go to though, like, like Tom Brady next year, like, like, like the comment that I that I continue to hear, and I think Bill Simmons yells this louder than anybody else, is that with quarterbacks, it's not a slow decline; it is a cliff. And if I'm not saying Brady cannot believe this just happened, but if Dalen Rager yeah. goes as the next receiver off the board, wow. Oh. T and Justin, I think this is an insult. I think there's a gap between those two guys, Chris, and Jalen and Mims. Chris, I think you should be prepared for Justin Jefferson to fall here. I think I am terrified about our five and a half under right now. Well, I'm hoping my Vikings jump up, jump up here and grab T Higgins. Well, I mean, they're coming up next. That's a, T, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to ask. I, I got, like, I got new, I got Minnesota, I got New England. I, I got to pee. Is what I got to do. <laughs> but I'm trying to hold out because they kept showing they kept showing highlights of my LSU guys, and I kept thinking I was about to get get picks here. But at some point in time, I got to run. That's a, well, this go makes me it out. Feel, this makes me got to make pee pee. Hey, listen now, Minnesota picks my boy. I'm gonna be pissed off. I missed it. This makes me feel old that they just showed highlights of Jalen Rager's dad playing against the Tennessee Titans, not the Houston Oilers. Yeah. 1999 to 2007. We, we are old. We are old. The sooner oh. we admit it, the yeah. sooner we can just move on. Yeah. The, uh, get, get the speed two, here. Two <laughs> things. So, so top cornerback on, at least on ESPN's board, ironically, as the Vikings are getting on the clock, is Trayvon Diggs, Stefan's younger brother. Like, I could buy it. No. I could buy it. I could buy it. Off. Wave off. There's just I been guess. too many corners take. I don't want the fourth cornerback. I don't want the fourth or fifth player at their position in guys, a draft. I just unless want, like, it's this year's wide receiver class. That's it. I just I just have that rule where if five of these guys have been taken and it's my pick, I'm not taking the sixth one. I just don't want to draft the brother of the guy who is so desperate to get out of town. That's good point. A tough like, guys, guy. Please tell Maybe. me you guys don't need a safety. That's the one thing I would add here. Um, I, I think they're good. Well, I mean, not yes, that they're yes, good. Yes, you think can... corner receiver safety. We you kept, know, franchise so, tag your safety, though? I think we kept they, if you did, we kept Harrison Smith, but the other spot's open. But Oof. did you pay Harrison or did you franchise him? Let me see. Because if he got franchised, you're definitely taking safety here. Because that means he's walking next kidding. year. I mean, it's 100% McKinney if that's the case. It yeah, means, McKinney's gone. It's, it's 100% franchise McKinney. But it, I but thought they McKinney franchised him. Sure would have gotten a good look at another option. It's, if, if McKinney does uh, five, five year five-year five year contract. Oh, so they, so they paid him. They paid him. Okay, then okay. it's not McKinney, which means McKinney is going to the Pats, I bet. Uh, Maybe, probably, yeah. I mean, that, that just seems – I like, just hope, Scuzz, that we haven't jinxed ourselves into – another safety here <laughs> i'm gonna tell you right now this draft has been up and down for me some picks i have really liked and been happy with some picks i've been very disappointed with if the patriots take a running back even if it's dobbins or taylor one of the guys i love i'm gonna be furious i'm just gonna be pissed off and bill belichick's gonna just he ruins my night once a year once a year it's opening night of the draft he either trades a damn pick so i don't get to see my team make a pick or he does something that I think is just laughably stupid. You think he might be in love 
with this pick? Nope. <laughs> I do not. So that's – I was going to say two things after – I mean, after we see the Vikings, who the Vikings pick. But one and a one – I think I think I have it wrong on that contract extension. I'm, I'm seeing the 2016 stuff. I, I'm not seeing anything – well, if it was 2016, he had a five-year deal. He'd still have. Oh, that'd be it. That would be. That would be up. That'd be at it for this yeah. year. Shit, this might be McKinney. Oh yeah. uh, wow, interesting. Uh, Matt Miller jumped McKinney. in uh, on YouTube. Said Bucks versus Browns Super Bowl. Who does Chris root for? Bucks versus Browns. Well, yeah, hey, that's not happening. Okay. <laughs> the, so I don't. I don't have to. That's that's don't literally asking somebody gun to both your kids' heads. Who you who you giving up? Like. That's not – it's just not realistic. It's not going to ever side happen. Is, which side is the least realistic? If the Patriots make a run and it's Pats versus Bucks in the Super Bowl, I would be the happiest guy alive. And I'd probably – this is going to hurt to say, going to hurt bad to say, I'd probably lean more Tom and Pats just because I feel like if they can make the Super Bowl with the roster that they put together, then they'll make it next year also. So – Okay. And Tom and Tom is done as soon as he wins. I, I, he signed a two-year deal. Maybe he can play both those years, but at some point in time, Father Tom is going to catch. And he's I think it's going to be 44 after like when this season starts. Jesus, that's old. Yeah. No, it sure is. Hey, I got two good questions here. Michael jumped in. He said, Chris, who do you want New England to take now? God damn, I don't really know. The the best edge rusher we got. Because we have no pass rush, and Bill never spends money on pass rush. I'll take the best edge rusher off the board, to be honest. Wait, would you, or, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not true. That is not true. I'll take Queen. I'll take a middle linebacker that can be the quarterback of our defense after Hightower for the next 10 years. That's okay. who I take. All right, now, next question. Does Jefferson fall to the Bengals in the second round and reunite him with Burrow? Wouldn't be upset no. with that. He won't, though. I, I think he would. I think he absolutely, I absolutely think he could. You think he drops out of the first round? I think he could. Well, he just has to drop out of the first round, which I kind of thought was going to happen when this thing started to begin with. And we got one receiver that I didn't think would get drafted tonight. So that pushes it back even further. How much longer are they going to make Scuzz sweat this pick? Come on. I mean, I don't know, but I, but I did see the, the Vikings franchised their other safety. Um, so uh, they did not franchise. Harrison Smith, the the well, if, if, sign him to a contract, but um, but they, what is his uh, how how long uh, is his contract Harris. through? Because if it was well, five years in 2016, twenty twenty is it? Yeah, so it's up, but the thought is that they're going to extend him. But they franchised okay. Anthony Harris, and they've okay. lost everybody at corner. That's so that like Xavier Rhodes is gone, and the other dude is gone, and the other dude is gone. So um, this is where drafting for need kills you because while I wouldn't hate at this level, 22, taking a cornerback, you, I just can't take the fifth best cornerback off the board. Hey, hey, Chris, you know? Chris. You, got, you have to take a white out here. And Chris, and, you, you might want to run to the can right now because Pat's just traded it back. Oh, good. Well, hang on. I'm going to see this pick, and then I'll, and then I'll run, run to the can. Pat's just traded back, huh? With you got the that Chargers. News that happened? Uh, yeah. Schefter's reporting to the Chargers, uh, who gave up the second and third round to move back into the first. All right, so I don't get to see my Patriots make a pick. That's par for the course. I was expecting that. Better Adam, than a running back. Adam Schefter has reported that Bill Belichick is the coach of the New England Patriots. <laughs> Holy shit. I just looked at my phone to check it. 
I told you my phone was going to blow up under the Cowboys. How many? I have 91 many? text messages. 91. <laughs> I have 91 text messages. And none friend. from us. In that one group chat full of a bunch of Cowboys fans, I clicked on it to clear it out. I have three left. That was all oh, one group of people shitting on me. Good gracious. Oh, shout out to my boy K-Hawk, keeping me honest on uh, on who the Vikings tagged and didn't. There you go. What's up, K-Hawk? Right, here, we got, here we go. Minnesota. Give me a pick and then I got to pee. Come on, Roger. Quit dicking around. What a, what a nerd. What a Listen, nerd. I, is anybody else disappointed that he's not in like a bathrobe and like some pajama pants? Uh, Roger Goodell. My boy! Wow. My boy! Wow. They said, fuck you, Diggs. We got your replacement right here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I told man. you he wasn't falling out of the first round. Wearing a suit with like high top cons. So look. Well, now I, I got to sit here and watch all his highlight reel. See, I'll go back. He's, I'll go back to what I said earlier. Like I'm so glad that like everybody had the Vikings going corner with their first no. first round selection. I'm so glad that they shifted tactics and went to a wideout because that's where the value was. And and well, they're still drafting for need. It's 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 a smart call on two fronts. Hundred percent. I don't hate the corner pick before the draft starts. I yep, don't hate yep, the yep. idea of saying that's where we're targeting before it all starts. Mm-hmm. My problem is, is that position is depleted with all of its value in the first round. You Everybody gotta, yeah. else you're taking, you're reaching for if you just need a need. And this guy at least has the value to be taken right here. Are the Chargers really about to take Jordan Love? Is that going to happen? No, they took Herbert. There's it no way. Hey, Herbert. listen. I got a well, really great right. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 Hang on, right. hang on. I, so my buddy who's a Chargers fan love? sent me like the Chargers picture of of Justin Herbert uh, that they posted on like the official Chargers Twitter and Facebook page and stuff. Swear to God, he looks exactly like he's in a casting for Dawson's Creek right now. Um, it's <laughs> it is just it, every dude that was ever on that show ever, same hair, same face, same neckline, same everything. All right, um, I, I just saw this quote from Makai Becton. Um, okay. I've, I've never been to New York. I know the Jets had Brett Favre in the past. I know they had Ladanian Tomlinson in the past. Those, oh those, those are your two takeaways from Jets legends, huh? That's Favre, legends. Favre and Tomlinson. Other teams' legends that went there when they were done. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, their best Hall of Famer ever is one of the worst Hall of Famers in the league, okay, in the history of the Hall of Fame. Who are you talking about? That? Joe, Joe Namath does not belong in the Hall of Fame. If you look at his his stats, no, but there's a reason it's called the Hall of Fame. He was. It's not the Hall of Good. Well, yeah, he did a whole lot of cocaine, and that dude nailed. Yeah, eighty percent of the women in New York, the best stick man that might have ever lived Roll outside tide, of Will Chamberlain. Roll Tide. But <laughs> but all, that guy's numbers are call. bad. They're all not the- okay. They're not low. They are bad. Look at the digs for Mike Zimmer. Yeah, I, no. I expect nothing more of the house of a man who's the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. He should be my Cleveland Browns head coach. They messed that higher up. They messed that up. Oh, 100%. I do love you, man, Scuzz. I, I, I watch him with envy a lot. And I think, oh, if the Haslams were just idiots. If they just weren't fools. Hey, Sam, we got we'll a question for you. Done, man. We'll see if he ever gets it done. Yeah, shoot. Yeah. Sam, we got a question for you on the Twitch. Uh, do you think it's possible the Broncos trade back into the first round with the 49ers maybe to get O-line help? Uh, Who's I mean, dancing right here? I wouldn't hate it. I mean, that that 
I, I saw some rumblings that they might be looking to try to get back in. Um, I, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, I mean, they are pretty early in the second. They do have a lot of draft capital. They're, they've got a, like two or three thirds. And you know they, they have the, the picks to do it. If there's someone they really like, I wouldn't. Uh, Matthew I, Miller I wouldn't on YouTube it. said uh, the Broncos should trade back in to take Josh Jones. The Chargers just gave up their second round pick and their third round pick in this draft. For this pick they, right here, who do they? The want Patriots just fleeced uh, them. Uh, they should take Xavier McKinney. Is who they should. Take. I don't. I don't know who they're about to take. I'm going to tell you this: he ain't worth a two and a three in this year's draft, though. No, there, there's I nobody about on the board that's worth that. When Bill Belichick calls, hang up. Just hang up the phone. I was just about to say, there's not a lot of sexy picks left in the bottom half of this round. Like, no, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're giving up a two and a three for in this draft right here. Do, do they need an offensive tackle like that bad? Yeah, I don't know that yeah, there's they an do. offensive like, tackle left that I would take and I would give up that much for. I mean, I just wouldn't. That's the thing, but their their O line was garbage last year. Well, like, their O line was garbage, garbage strictly because of health reasons. You don't think these guys are going to listen? I think franchises have health injury problems. There's a same, there's a reason that Washington and the Chargers every year the same teams have the same injury problems, but a bunch of other franchises don't. I just trust – I think medical staffs are good or medical staffs are bad. I just believe that. Michael on Twitch said maybe Roger uh, can borrow Ruggs' bathrobe. Ruggs in a bathrobe is a perfect fit for the uh, Vegas Raiders. I, I yeah. really, really, really wish that we would get Roger Goodell in like a smoking jacket or a bathrobe and like some lounge pants. He, he started out like to open the draft. He was in, in a, a suit. Yeah, well, it was a sport. He's, uh, he's loosened and now, up. And now he's, in, now he's now down he's to a sweater. Play. Maybe before this thing is over with, I can get Roger in some slippers and some uh, and some wait, footy pajamas. Wait, they just showed Jordan Love. There's no way they drafted Jordan. No, because no, they were showing no. Justin Jefferson with one of those other teams, too. And they yeah, took Jalen Raker. Yeah, so they, they're showing Jordan Love. But I, oh, my God. There's, there's no chance. There's no chance. Oh, okay. Kenneth Murray, linebacker, Oklahoma. I don't like that pick either. That's way too much. For yep, I got to pee. I do you think, buddy. Good I think the Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I've been wondering two things. One, when is the first running back going to go and who is it going to be? And then, Swift, but the, right? I mean. But the second thing is who, like, again, it just seems like there's not many sexy picks left in the bottom half of this draft. And I keep waiting for someone some team that's in love with some guy they think's going to go top or mid second to reach for that guy in the first, just because there's not a lot of names jumping off the page right now. Isn't Jordan Love the most likely candidate for that? Yeah, some, someone jumping Even, back late. Yeah, fall in love with the QB type situation. Like who who left needs a QB? Um, like uh, who's who's in the in in the back of the draft? The or round, who are, who well, it, the ones QB? left in the first round? Um, didn't take so, one. I mean, none. Like none yeah, of these teams need a need a QB. Really not, yeah, it's it's but really not. It would it would be someone jumping back in, like what always happens late in the draft. Yeah. I mean, Kansas City is going to look and say, "We don't need to take the you know, number thirty-two. Someone yeah. who really wants a guy who's probably going to get gobbled up in the early part of the second will trade us for it." That's the Lamar Jackson situation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still, like, got, here, here's who you got left. You got the Saints. You got the Vikings. The Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Titans, uh, who are think are uh, they're probably going to go defense here. Uh, Packers, 49ers, and Chiefs. Um, Not a single one of those teams needs a QB. 
Yeah, um, well, I mean, I none mean, of them. It, the Titans, I, I would say, are the closest, but I mean, they they just upped they just uh, paid one hundred thirty something million dollars. Yeah, they, they signed Tannehill to big big money. Yeah, yeah. but they did lose their backup. Would Raiders consider jumping back in or Cowboys? The Raiders have already taken two first-round picks. I mean, like, I don't know that they're going to want to get back in Why would you take Jordan Love in the first round? Well, well, so the other thing, too, is is Love that much better than – the next couple of guys that are quarterbacks, there's that much separation. He's he's well, high risk, high reward. Right. Hey, I, 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 I'll give you I'll give you what love is. Love is high risk, high reward. Those other guys are if he hits, he's gonna be a star. And if he misses, he's gonna be out. Those other guys could kill your franchise for, for 10, 12 years. Yeah. Fromm and Eason are like like the biggest stayaways I've ever seen in my life. Hertz is interesting. I just heard enough chatter about like what like, like what a Bill Belichick could do with Jalen Hurts. Mm. Yeah. And it's like I'm intrigued, but yeah, to me, like don't touch a single one of these QBs after yeah. after love and hurts. Uh now Matthew Miller on YouTube does bring up an interesting point. Uh Jordan Love to New Orleans because I mean their their backup is Taysom Hill. Yeah, I mean that's that's not terrible, but you know. But why would they bail on Hill? Right. Well, they now yeah, like they have other needs, right? Yeah. They uh, well, I think so. But I mean, that roster is pretty stacked, man. I, I don't think that they have any real needs. Um, Dep- I mean, I, I could see them like, taking a fire on this. Let's put it this way: the Saints are are all in to try and win a Super Bowl next year for Drew Brees, and they've got Taysom Hill to spell Drew Brees at, like at times. But, yeah, but if, if Breeze gets hurt for five games like he did this past year, there's no Teddy Bridgewater. Well, if either one of those guys gets banged, like they're toast, right? So, like, I don't like drafting another QB in that line is not going to get you where you want to be. They've got they've got to find depth somewhere else, um, and yeah. I don't know what their what their needs are, but I just I just think that would be short sighted. They need to fix that secondary. Xavier McKinney would fit in well there because that. They got roasted a, f- a couple of times last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. McKinney's ready to come off the board here. I'd say he's as he's as high grade as anyone you've got left at this point. Um, well, he's, according to ESPN, he's the uh, the best left on the board. His, yeah. his overall rank was number seventeen. Yeah. So I mean that would make sense. I don't know. I mean they they might could use some offensive line depth. Uh, if that's the case, I could maybe see him going Ezra Cleveland here. They had him twenty sixth. Um, they have Gladney, the cornerback from TCU, rated higher. They've got Patrick Queen rated higher. Um, yeah. But in terms of like secondary, uh, yeah, it's it's Gladney and then McKinney. They've got Jalen Johnson out of Utah, right after, right following McKinney. I mean, if they if they want to help their defensive line again, you know, AJ Epinesa is still That's, there. Yeah, Epinesa seems like a. Like, that, that seems like it fits what the Saints have done in the past too, right? Yeah. Like trying to like triple down on line players that can that can disrupt. Yeah, that's I I I guarantee one of these teams is going to end up taking a, a damn wide receiver, and I would bet it's going to be the Packers. So that uh, so that's the thing. I was there. If you list the guys to me who someone could jump up and we'd be like, oh wow, but I don't hate it. I you know he wasn't on it like. Visca would be one for sure. Oh yeah, he goes at the end of the first. Who hates that? Like, I don't care. He's technically graded low. If you want a wide receiver, you might as well take him now because, like, yeah, he's but do you gonna, take, like, you take Chenault over over T Higgins. 
I mean, that's the that's the question. There is when when healthy. It's, it's yes. apples and oranges, though. They're like totally. Yeah, except that one doesn't. Yeah, have but a one guy is an all around good guy, and the other guy is just crazy speed. The other guy can do so much more, and he's an elite wide receiver. I just, I well, think people get enamored with speed. That, I feel like Chenault is the elite wide receiver. I agree. Well, like, I don't know. I think I think oh, Chenault is If Chenault got to play with Trevor Lawrence, several positions. We're yeah. just we're just going to disagree. I think Chenault. I think T Higgins is the best wide receiver. Hey, left. We, it ain't close. We got a congratulations. By the way, we uh, we've received over a hundred chat messages hey. on the, uh, the stream tonight. So everybody that's tuned in, we appreciate you guys for knocking that out. Uh, McKinnon jumped in and said, uh, "Y'all see how much of a stud Acres look like at the combine." That dude is a damn monster. If the Chiefs paired him with Damian Williams, they would be damn hard to stop on the ground paired with that ridiculous air assault. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. Matthew Miller said Hill is 30 with under 20 pass attempts. Who yeah, you, you forget he was at BYU, so he is oh, old. he's older. You, oh, yeah, yeah, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, yeah. That dude's Taysom 30. Hill is, if they had to start him for five or six games – the Taysom Hill opinion that the nation has for that guy would shift so dramatically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If he had to play the Teddy Bridgewater, if he had to play the Teddy Bridgewater role for those four games, oh, yeah. We would we would all change our opinions immediately. Yeah. That is not a 50% accuracy guy. That's like, I'm sorry, I watched him start for however many years at BYU, and you were like, good Lord. Yeah. Uh, He's an athlete, and he can do different right, things. Right. But he could not start for any 32 teams. But that's to the same point, though, right? That's the argument for Vis- for LaVisca Chanel, right? You get him on the right – like, you can use him any number of ways. And the right coach, True. you go bananas with that guy. No, yeah, if he goes to the Saints, if he goes to an offensive-minded team, then we're – hey, wait a minute. Minnesota has another pick? Yeah. Whoa. yeah. yeah. So our first pick was uh, was the Buffalo pick. The dig, the dig so Maybe now oh, you I get. I forgot the about that. That's right. Damn. Hey, what about uh, what about Patrick Queen to the Saints? So I now I'm a I am I am biased here, but I <laughs> yes. But hang on now. This is not just a Patrick Queen thing. I was the same with Roquan Smith. If quarterbacks are so valuable on offense, the quarterback on defense I have watched, and not a Super Bowl team has been won without an elite level middle linebacker that is the quarterback and the orchestrator of the defense of any team that's been good on defense ever. Okay. I can, think can that you, role you name is far more important than the NFL makes it out to be. Well, well, guys, we've been, we, uh, we whiffed big oh, time. Oh my goodness. Thanks. We could not have been more wrong. Wow. On where the going. Center. Cesar Ruiz. I, I thought he might be able to sneak back into the bottom of the first round. I was about to say, I was curious, was he a first-round guy at all? It, I mean, it it was a bit of a reach. Is this a need? Yeah. Eh. It is wild. It sure is wild, though. Like, 25th pick, one interior lineman, zero running backs. Where we are today. Well, now I'll tell you this. Interior lineman is strictly about the quality they are coming out of college because when, uh, what's his name? Nelson came out for, uh, the Colts. Like everybody knew that guy's going to be one of the best offensive linemen in the history of the league. And he's going to play guard, not tackle. And it's fine. Right. It doesn't matter. It's a run game or not. 
I just think those guys are just not elite in college coming out. I think elite linemen come out at tackle all the time. They get moved to guard a lot. But it's really hard to find offensive linemen in college because of the run schemes. that they, Everybody runs spread offenses, which doesn't make elite-level interior linemen. It just bums me out because guard highlights are the best highlights. They really are the best highlights. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, John loves himself a road grader. Until I met you guys, I have grown up my entire life being in love with, with the University of Wisconsin. I just have. Because they give me the most athletic and fun offensive line play I've ever seen in my life. They just bulldoze the hell out of guys. And they got linemen that are big as houses and can run with any linebacker in the league. I always like, there's always that moment every draft where they get to that like Polynesian road grader. And they yeah. always say something like, well, his, his technique needs a lot of work. He has, yeah. he hasn't done much in pass pro, but I'm like, I'm like, just shut up and get to the highlights because yeah. I just, he's, he's, he's big like, and athletic and strong. Right. And while his footwork is not great, he's really good at hitting people and making right. them fall down. And that's what you do at guard. Right. Yeah. You pull let me, let me a lot and you knock the shit out of people. Let right. me let me catch up on these uh, on these chats right quick. Uh, Michael said, uh, "As a Broncos fan, I do want Chenault." Uh, and then he asked, "I might have already covered this, uh, but are you guys going to be on for all rounds? No, just the first round." So we, I can't like a job. I wish I wish we could be on all day. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, all, the, all night Friday listen, night, and then all day Vin, Saturday. Venmo can be open. And if you pay <laughs> yeah. enough, anything can be no possible money. for the yeah, right price. Exactly. I'll, I'll post my wife's Venmo, and you can just send the money directly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, y'all, are, y'all, are, this is this is the problem we always run into. I'm friends with people that are better parents than me. I just log my kids downstairs in the corner with a with an iPad and say, "Daddy's going to work. Don't bother me." <laughs> Sorry, my my one year old would not take well to being just. Yeah. I mean, oh, if we went if we went the full seven, my daughter's handling at least one round. Like, yeah. Oh, 100. percent. But once we get into those rounds, like. The kids are all announcing draft picks by that point, anyway. Yeah, so. that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, we're, we're, that, that will that will happen. I mean, you're already seeing oh, yeah. the kids on the screen. Wait, 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 Scuzz, is this saying the Vikes are not taking Ruiz? They gave that pick to the Niners. Oh, the, the Niners the, traded the back Saints. in. Who are the Niners taking here? Wait, what? Oh, did we was, trade out. Yep. It was the Saints that took. Uh, that the took Saints Ruiz. took Ruiz. Yeah. Oh, okay. the Saints took Ruiz. The Vikings pick was next, and oh, the Forty Niners moved back. Forty Niners. Here we go. Oh, they're taking T. Higgins. I bet. This I, is the, I, I just want him to get a toy. Just one toy. Please don't be a running back. The other guy like, loves running backs. The other kind of guy that like the kind of guy that I had in my mind was, was like a guy like Denzel Mims, right? Where you're like, is he a football player? Maybe. Is he really tall and really fast? Yes. Yeah. That's the kind of guy that someone falls in love with when there's not a bunch of sexy picks left in the round. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Matthew Miller said, uh, Chenault on the Chiefs would make me cry as oh, a God. man. No, yeah, no, that's man. not happening. That would, that would be a disaster because he's he's different from everything that they have today, yeah. right? Oh yeah, he's physical in a way that their receivers are not currently. He, he's a he's a significantly better version of Sammy Watkins. Yeah, way better. Uh, and then McKinnon said Taysom is an example of what Tebow should have been: uh, be a wildcat package quarterback, offense playmaker, not a franchise quarterback. Yeah, yeah. No, they're pretty much the same person. That's why I'm kind of yeah, just. Hill doesn't have the ego that Tebow does. <laughs> Hill's like, I just want to play. Put me on the field. Tebow's like, I'm playing quarterback. I don't care. I'm playing quarterback. Hill is a better thrower than Tebow. 
Sure. Bar none. I'm a better thrower yeah, than Tebow. Yes. Yes, you are. Um, so what did the, does anybody know what the Vikings got for this? I'm, I'm still, I'm trying to find out. Not would, yet. That's what I'm looking up now. I'm trying to see the details. The details of these trades come out so late. I know, I know. So we, okay, we, I got it, I got it, yeah. I got it. Uh, got? 31, 117, and 176 for 25. Oh, that's pretty good haul. That's, so. that's really good. You only, you only move back a couple of spots and you get two extra picks. Not bad a, either. Is that a third and a fourth? 117, that what's that, a fourth? And 176 is like a fifth It might be a four and a five. 176, five that's like a and, five or a six. And a late first. They, yeah. t- they took Brandon Aku. Ayuk. Uh, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, T. Higgins I, has got to – T. Higgins is going to go somewhere, and he's going to wreck this league yeah. from this right here. We're going we're gonna to see a 30 for 30 on T. Higgins in a couple of years of all these receivers that just passed him up. <laughs> He's just been off the radar for the last two seasons, right? Like, go back two years when Clemson won that that, or or I think. No, now the, the biggest knock on him, if you're going to look at anything on his resume, is the fact that he never went up against elite talent except for when he played LSU and when he played Alabama in the championship games. That's, that's it. That's the only time he played against good cornerbacks. But I don't know that he didn't do fine in those games. Yeah, oh, he was he was great in the national. Championship. Like I think the guy is elite. I think he's top four receiver in the in in this draft class. I can't believe these other guys are passing him. And there's I'm, there's I'm, the sixth a receiver taken. Dude, that's under six foot tall just went before T Higgins. And there's <laughs> wide receiver number six. So there goes your five point five boys. God, uh, dang it! I was like pissing uh, away money right and left, boys. That is, I just made more tomorrow. I I made a ton on on Tua being drafted before Herbert, so. I'm I'm good on that. That that covered everything. A ton. Else. You couldn't have got great odds on that. You couldn't have made it. Yeah, I was just gonna ask. No, it was eight. Yeah. As of today, it was minus one twenty. Well, what was it when you made the bet? I bet on it today. Not why? No, when we did our podcast, you had already bet on it once too. We, what it, was that number? That one only put like five bucks down. Today, but what I was that number? Oh, what, oh, at that point it was like minus one eighty. That's that. That's the problem. Is you're not getting great odds. So you could have made it. Yeah, but I got minus one twenty today, and I put way more on it today. Way more. I, to keep, okay. that's, I put I, I put forty bucks on it today, so it, it's not bad. It ain't awful. It paid back what, like thirty, thirty bucks, like thirty even maybe. Hold on. I hate to keep beating this horse, but how many times ever has there not been a running back drafted in the first round? Well, I don't know that we've ever had that. And I, I mean, there's I a there's been running backs in this draft. When are they going to go? Uh, but, but yeah, but the league has completely changed. I know, but how many wide receivers have been drafted? Oh, for sure. But there are what, like five different guys who fit that. Like I'm five nine, five ten. I'm well built and I can catch. I thought, I thought Dobbins, and I still think Dobbins and Taylor. I'm gonna tell you this: if Baltimore gets up and Dobbins and Taylor are still on the board, you can chalk it up. What they taking them in that run game is gonna be impossible to stop next year, boys. I will be looking at NFL Super Bowl odds for them if they take one of those two guys in this next couple picks. Yeah. So, I like – things have changed in the NFL, certainly, but, like, Saquon Barkley got drafted, what, top three two years ago? Yeah, four. Uh, Elliot, a couple years before that. Like, this is is strange. Um, So, I think think that the league is learning. You don't take those guys that early. While it's great to have them – you need to – those are unique circumstances, by the way, where those guys got taken, where 
All right, the Giants, not so much. Dave Gettleman, I can't explain. But the Cowboys, the Cowboys had a bad year, but they really were a pretty good loaded team. And and a running back really vaults them, which is why the running back should be taken late in the draft, because those teams are pretty solid and they just need that one extra ump to set them over the top. But the, the fear of of drafting those guys, the difference between drafting them now in the late twenties. And in, in the early teens or single digits is millions of dollars that you're tying up at the running back position. What right. what it's I can see is someone what, I could see someone jumping back in to the end of the first round to grab a running back so you could get that fifth year option. Yep. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see, just to get that extra option. Yeah. Because I'm I'm with you. If I drafted an elite running back, my fans would hate my guts in six years because I'd never pay them. I would never, ever, ever pay them. I right. would ride them into the ground for five yeah, years. Let them go. And then yeah, I might franchise them for the six, depending on how elite they are. And then I'm sorry. The franchise is. I'll take, but the franchise ain't ever going to be a lot because none of these guys get paid that much. The elite guys do. But the problem is there's only one or two of those at a time. It's a combination of three. The franchise for Derrick Henry was what thirteen million or fourteen? Thirteen million dollars, but I'm not tied up any more than one year. So That's this, the thing. The this, issue is not sixteen million dollars for McCaffrey this year. The issue is in three years, is he going to be worth sixteen million dollars? I think not, because I see the way they've run him, and statistics and history say that's just not going to happen. You give me six years of a guy's prime. I'm going to ride him into the dirt, and then I'm going to apologize for everybody that bought his jersey because he's so. Gone. That's that's why I think. I mean, we talked we talked about this before with text. I really think AJ Dillon might be the best running back in this class because when he's going to go second. Wait, so, okay, so he may be the most valuable. Like I don't the, think he's the best. But but here's the thing: it's all how you view best. Hang on now, right now. If J.K. Dobbins, if J.K. Dobbins goes to the Ravens right now, but, that's insane to say that's not elite level value for but, a team that is built to run the football. But, but, but what about, what, here's, so what, what here's about the, Jonathan Taylor, though? But here's the thing. Or, or, or Jonathan Taylor. Either, either one. We're splitting hairs. It doesn't so, matter. So if to they me, get one of the top two running backs in this league, no team in the NFL is built to run the football like the Ravens. So here's this is the weird thing though. Like Dylan Taylor and Dylan are the two most similar of all the guys. Because the big worry with Taylor is everyone's like, can he catch? Which he probably can. They just don't do that at Wisconsin. But Taylor and Dylan, all they did was tote the rock for massive amounts of yards. The difference is Taylor's way smaller. Um but that's the thing. Dylan's 250 at least. Like if you draft that guy, he's a number one running back. That guy's designed to carry the ball into walls worth of guys. Like you're not thrown to that guy in first down. I think what you'll see for him is he's going to go somewhere, start for cheap and put up his second or third year in the league monster numbers and five or six years in, he may not be in the league anymore. But Here, that's here's, the position. But here's the problem. You're right. That's but here's the problem with your logic is we're getting to a point where if he doesn't go to the Chiefs, if he doesn't go to the Ravens, then all of that value that you talked about is gone because he's going to go to one of the four or five worst teams in the league in the second round. Well, that's and but, not an elite team 
back of the first. That's the problem. Well, right. But then it's like if they you could get a situation, right, where you're like, oh, wow, this guy made two Pro Bowls for like a shit team where they just ground him into the ground. But to, to your point earlier, Dolphins trading do that for cheap. Right. There's, wow. like, there's no risk. Um, so anyway. Pack, Packers, Dolphins Packers, Packers just traded up to take Jordan Love. Well, we don't. That's not the pick. That's just who they're showing. Yeah, they're, they're just showing Jordan Love. Uh, so so inter- interesting on the running back thing that I think is like a quandary right now is the the push to move back in the draft on running backs is very much f- from the analytics Yep. Space, right? Like, like, and it's all of this stuff, right? Value for, for that second contract and what you're going to get out of these guys. But interestingly, the analytics community also absolutely loves Jonathan Taylor, loves him. Um, in part because they're looking at the production he put up in a one dimensional offense at Wisconsin over four years. Now, maybe you're worried about like the number of times he had to carry the ball, et cetera, but it is an interesting quandary that, that, you know, uh, how that, how that, those two, like, different perspectives come together in the fact that he, we haven't seen him drafted yet. Uh, Felica jumped back in with a, uh, an interesting tweet. Uh, he said, uh, Cesar Ruiz selected in the first round. It marks the first time since 2007, 2008, Michigan has had first round picks in consecutive years. That's pretty crazy. Like that harkens back to a giant text discussion. We had however many weeks ago about who does the least with the most talent. Everybody assumes that because Michigan has top 10 recruiting classes all year, those guys really aren't top 10. They're top 10 because certain rankings have them top 10. But but Michigan doesn't have close to the talent Ohio State has. The gap, the chasm between those two schools cannot be measured in any numerical way that we could we could quantify. It just can't. <laughs> Gentlemen, whiskey break. I'll be back. Go ahead. Knock it out. Knock it out. Jordan Love to the Packers. Holy shit. Aaron Rodgers is done. I need an Aaron Rodgers camera shot. Put a nail in that coffin. I had it traded up for this. They traded up for to find his replacement. Wow. Aaron Rodgers done. Wow. That is. uh... I'm going to need a camera on A.A. Ron. I bet he ain't with his family. Because he ain't got one. No, wearing, this, wearing this right now, I could not be happier. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, hey, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Uh, this is interesting. Remember, Aaron Rodgers sat behind uh, sat behind Brett Favre. Uh, for, no, 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 hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Different Aaron, office. Um, different, whoa, different. And the, the league was different also. Yeah, the, the league way. was completely different as well. Uh, this is um, this is interesting. And they didn't move up to get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers fell to them. Well, it, yeah, but at this point, Jordan Love also kind of fell to him. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I didn't think Jordan Love would go this to is, die. This but is pick twenty six. They were talking about a possibility of a top fifteen pick on that. Yeah, but that's just um, that's people talking because we don't have sports and they got to fill the air with bullshit. This is going to be the me. talking. This will be the thing that everyone is talking. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yep. So this, I said I said to you guys earlier tonight before we got on on live that. I was going to celebrate a good Vikings draft pick with some single malt scotch, and yep. I was gonna, and if and if it went poorly, I was going to go shoot some shoot some tequila upstairs. Um, this I, is I'm busting up for this. This yeah, is buddy. Yeah, like, hey baby, hell this yeah! Is anybody who likes to hate on the Packers fan, let's stir this pot. Let's this, get that thing going. Let's, this let's, is let's, definitely let's cause tension. Let's cause problems. One of the most unlikable you know, people on the you planet. Know where, 
Aaron Rodgers is tonight. He's uh he's on the show with uh with Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk. Is he really on their YouTube channel? Oh man! Oh shit! Incredible. And, and to be fair, McKinnon uh, McKinnon did call this uh, just a little bit ago, and I, I didn't see it. He said Packers are picking up love. That's crazy! Like like, how did he know? What was it like? What is the rationale here? I so this is here. This is Aaron Rodgers is done. Have you seen this the last four amazing. years of that guy's career? It ain't so, great. So, so what you're saying, Gary, is is for the two worst drafts of Aaron Rodgers' life, he's had a camera on him for both. Of them. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> that is – this thing was full earlier, by the way. Let's get the shovel out, boys. Let's get the shovel out. I'm taking a victory lap tonight. Wow. G- Gary, the over-under on number of bottles of whiskey that I that I finished tonight is – like, not from full, but, like, that I empty tonight is, is one and a half. And we've already hit one. There you go. All right, now, listen. This- we, we don't have long left, though. I don't. I don't give. I don't give much away. I'm not giving I mean, them any free plugs. There's another Vikings pick tonight. I mean, this, this is a whole this, lot of this fifth of tequila was full when I opened it. There you go. Uh, Michael jumped in on Twitch. He said, "Bye, bye, Rogers." LOL. Bye, bye. But his contract I, is I, an I, albatross, I, though. I don't. They can't get rid of him. I don't. I to me, I'm like, if I'm, I'm, I would trade, trade him the Titans. I'm not worried about Jordan Love. I'm just not. Listen, next year, next year when the Texans lose Watson because he says double birds to Bill O'Brien, they can go overpay for Aaron Rodgers. I fixed it. There we go. What, what Bill is, O'Brien and Aaron Rodgers uh, is a marriage that we all need to see, and we need to put cameras on them 24-7. How many, um, how many freaking <laughs> – how much longer is on his contract? Um, well, if you trade him, it doesn't matter. The other team will just take it. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. Is he contract spot track? Is that it? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's see. I'm a. This is great radio, but this isn't radio, so. <laughs> You're the guy who trades away Aaron Rodgers to start Jordan Love. That's so all. You- ever be remembered so barnwell bill barnwell says the first year the packers could realistically move on would be 2022 and that makes sense i mean because jordan love needs a ton of development oh my god i mean this guy that's that's not like that's not like gruden here but what did they give up to move up what three spots uh they they went up four spots and they gave up a fourth yeah so I mean, maybe that's I don't know. I guess if that's your guy, maybe that's that not that much. But, but was uh, was Seattle, Baltimore, te- well Tennessee maybe? Nobody was taking him. What Tennessee the hell were maybe? You this is like this is like taking Jan- Daniel Jones sixth instead of fourteenth or whatever the Giants Come on, man. left. Nothing. Come on, nothing man. They were like sick that. of that boy that they got <laughs> the trigger. Man, they got to move on. They got to move on. This <laughs> when Jordan Love got drafted. You know what he did? He hugged his mama. Can't work with somebody who don't love their mama. Just can't do it. Chris, Chris, you know where this is all going. Somehow Belichick's going to swing a trade for Rodgers now, and you're going to have to eat this. I will tell you, if that happens, I I will visibly throw up. Like that's, And it won't be the tequila talking. I wish it happened tonight. (laughs) I'm going to visibly throw up. That is – I would not – I will tell you this. Emotionally – I'm not in a place where I'd handle that. I've been locked up with my family. I love these people. They are tired of me. I'm a hard person to live with on a regular basis. 
much less with them having to be around me all the time. I've already gotten multiple texts about, I need to be quiet. Everybody can hear me. I got a lot of square footage and they still can hear me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you, this would not go over well at all in my life. If that was to happen, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. <laughs> That's the least offensive thing you've said to me tonight. Before the camera went on, you said some hurtful things. Oh, <laughs> Go on record for all the WCE fans. John Lacombs is my favorite person to fight with, by the way. You you make me feel like a fool a lot. All no. four of you guys are academically substantially above me. I understand my place in the world. I got solid foundation of logic and reasoning I can fight with sometimes, but I know I'm fighting a losing battle, but I'd rather fight people better than me because it makes me stronger. Makes Chris, me I, challenge my ideas. I, I ain't fighting with you at all because, uh, you know, you, you just gave me a quote to fix my uh, fix my bathroom and my bedroom. So, oh no, I still do that. I don't care. We can disagree. <laughs> we reasonable people can disagree with foolish things all the time. I'm still gonna take care of you, Chris. You, you spent our whole tailgate wearing a Harvard hat and you pulled it off, my friend. I almost wore the Harvard hat tonight. You almost wore the Harvard hat tonight. I thought I'd bring out date Mike. I like. That. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Felica tweeted, I'd be calling Green Bay right now to make an offer for Rodgers. Oh, yeah. So much dead money, though. <laughs> There's a lot of dead money on that contract. So the yeah, one thing contract. the Pats can't do, I did see a thing today of the Patriots salary cap. They don't have enough money to where they couldn't sign. They would have to cut a lot of defensive players to sign Rodgers. I think so that's Diego, not realistic. The San Diego Chargers right now need to offer Herbert and a oh, lot of money shit. for Rodgers and be like, there right. competition, go nuts. We will take however much money he costs. I really do like the Chargers a lot. One of my best friends is from San Diego, and, and I fell in love with them. He, Me and him going to Padre games. We, we're close. I, I love that place. I wanted to hate them when they left for L.A. I, I just can't. I've always been a Rivers apologist. That wouldn't make me feel good at all. All right, I got I got a fun anecdote here for you. The last two quarterbacks taking number twenty six overall. Ready? Paxton Lynch, Jim Druckenmiller. Oh, there you go. Wow. Hey, hey, wow. hey! I got a story for you. I would That's have a hell of a stat because love is going to be those guys. Uh-huh. You're going to know yeah. in less than six months is he your guy or not? Yeah. Drucken, hey, Druckenmiller and I got freaking hammered at a bar in Memphis last year. Chris, do you remember this? <laughs> I called you and was like, do you know Jim, uh, Jim Druckenmiller? <laughs> Gary was going to help him get on with the podcast with us and all this stuff. Yeah, I remember this. He, he works in Memphis. He and his dad were, were out at a bar and we went. Both to- of those guys got Memphis ties. We could get oh, yeah. them on the phone right now if we had to. Oh, I, I mean, I, I text back and forth with him once every few months anyway. I'd rather have Jordan Love on the on the phone than both those guys, but I'd take him right now. Oh, hey, maybe not. Here's uh, Chris Felica's latest tweet just 10 seconds ago. Against the three Power Five teams Jordan Love started against, Wake Forest, LSU, and Michigan State, he threw eight interceptions, three touchdowns with a QBR of 48. He had a 73% catchable ball rate for the season last year. Not not that saying is, that didn't happen. I would like to take LSU out of that. I get a lot of ninety out of hundred. I, I would I would like to take LSU out of that and see the stats because that defense he went up against it against LSU is one of the defensive best defenses in the world in college football. So I'd like to take them out of it and see what he did against Wake Forest and the other school. Like I just, well, I mean, we well, different. 
It'd be like going against Alabama and saying, Wake, look what I mean, we did Wake against Power Five. Like, like, come on, man. You, you, and I, you and I watched him against Wake Forest. Like, because we did were we? at the casinos that night. Yeah. Okay. It was on the ACC network, and, and the, we went over to Gold Strike and couldn't watch it and went back over to Horseshoe and couldn't oh, watch it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Guys, yeah, Jor- Jordan Brooks just got picked by Seattle. Out, out, outside linebacker. Man, yeah. my boy Queen is falling. It's Jordan Brooks. Outside linebackers to go before him. Jordan Brooks. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. OLB from Texas Tech. No, he was like, I didn't even know he was like second round guy. Yeah, I didn't either, but I, I also don't follow. Other than like the big guys that I know, I just kind of don't follow a lot. I follow positions. You're not you're not totally well read on the Texas Tech depth chart. Oh uh, no! <laughs> now I would tell you this: I was wrong on the Texas Tech head coaching hire last year. I thought that guy was going to be a dog. Okay, a dog, and he was good, not great, but he wasn't a dog. I was wrong on that. And so we got somebody that tweeted in that said, holy shit, Jordan Brooks is a bad pick. <laughs> yeah, that, it, it seems crazy. I mean – What is what is up? Are, are, are teams just afraid of Queen, my boy? Oh, uh, well, oh, I don't – McKinney. McKinney's still on the board. Oh, shit. McKinney's still – he didn't get picked? Nope. Yeah. Not yet. No. Still, oh, I was certain I was going to miss him taking a piss. So, Chris, Chris, your girl, uh, Mallory Rubin from The Ringer, is all about Queen going to the Ravens with this next pick. Oh, oh, as much as I'm okay with that, listen, I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her. But my problem is, is I really want to see them build strength on strength. I'd really yeah. like them to see take uh, uh, Thomas or uh, Taylor or uh, Dobbins. I'd really like that. What, I think they're set up to run the football better than any team I might have ever seen in the NFL. To how, run do, the how do you compare Swift and Dobbins? Not even close. Not even close. Look, look, the Ravens I, have got pick fifty-five. They they don't have to take a running back here. They, they're oh, going to are they that early in the second yeah. round? I guess it's from trades years ago. That's yeah. I mean it's it's yeah it's fifty-five. Yeah, the, one of the good running backs will still be there. It might not be Dobbins. It won't be Dobbins or Taylor by fifty-five, but somebody real a top five guy. There's a chance that could be. There. I mean, they, they don't forget like somebody's going to end up taking Swift. That's the thing. There's so many. I don't want. I'm not a Swift guy. I watch Swift play against the elite. Listen, I watched him play against Tennessee. Watched him play against Kentucky and Minnesota, Missouri, and, and, and Vanderbilt. And he looks like a champ. Okay, he played against Auburn. Didn't look great. He played against uh, 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 LSU. Didn't look good at all. At all, both Alabama games against LSU, he looked like shit. Played against Alabama. Didn't do anything special at all. I'm telling you, this guy looks really good. He didn't do anything special against Florida, okay? I'm just telling you, I've seen this dude play against elite talent in the SEC. He didn't show up. Now, some of that blame goes to Kirby Smart, who I think is not smart at all. That is like calling me Slim with him having the last name Smart, okay? (laughs) I don't trust Kirby, and I don't respect Kirby very much at all. That's a very anti-Kirby guy. Hey, I am I am way behind on the chat. Let me let me catch. Hold on, hold on, hold on one sec. I got a quick step for you. You know what okay. Jonathan? You know what Jonathan Taylor never did? What? Run for a lot of yards against Northwestern. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that anybody did. We held him under one twenty for three years straight. Yep, I could I could totally see that. I could totally see and, that. And his and his average against us looks like shit. But most of y'all's games ended uh, outside of games where you got blowed out. Most of y'all's games ended up like thirteen to seventeen. 
I mean, let's be honest. Not against Where, Wisconsin. Like, we, I don't know, man. Ohio high State games. 45 against them and 52. Hang on. Against year. elite teams, most of those teams. Wisconsin was but, not an elite team. Wisconsin yeah, had a really good running game. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right, McKinnon said Rodgers is just getting old and has maybe two or three legitimate playing years left. Not necessarily. Three is a three is a long shot, by the way. He'd be thirty nine in three years. Uh, Michael said I would still take Rodgers in Denver. Uh, the boat show on Periscope jumped in said is Tua's dad still going to beat him with a belt when he throws an interception for the Dolphins? Probably. <laughs> uh, I'm not drunk enough to say the mean things about Tua's dad that I want to say, but. That's uh, all right. Curious to see if Rogers treats love how Favre did or actually helps train him up with as much crap as he talked. Um, no chance Rogers spins guy, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Three seconds. Yeah. He is definitely not known for being a decent dude. All right. Yeah. Nope. He's Miller a competitor. Said, He's a winner. He ain't a good guy. He ain't training anybody. Oh, I agree. Uh, Matthew Miller said LaFleur firing a shot at Rogers saying, go back to being old Rogers or you can take a seat. McKinnon said, Chris, don't worry. Rogers is too much of a prima donna to play for Bill. Uh, yeah. Oh no. No doubt. The Patriot way would not would not be good for for Rogers. He does Dude. not handle structure or people telling him what to do well at all. No, you're right. Mark of a guy that don't love his mama. By the way. Oh man. <laughs> Keep going. You can speak this trade into existence. Keep. Uh, Trubisky. <laughs> uh, uh, Tom McGrath said Trubisky love an NFC North rock fight. Um, <laughs> Hang on now. That is a shitty thing to say about love. Okay. <laughs> That is a shitty, shitty thing to say about love. He'd do nothing wrong to you, all right. That, He's that, got that's our boy Tommy. Really that's good. our boy. That's, that's our, our boy. boy. He's got potential to be good. Trubisky has no potential at all. Hey, there uh, are people Michael in my said, cell phone that can outplay Trubisky at quarterback right now. Yeah, love, it, love is legitimately boomer bust. Trubisky was just bust from the get-go. just just bust from day one. Oh, Matt, Matthew Miller said uh, uh, there's talk that the Broncos may be trading back in to take Queen if he's still there at the end of the first. Hell oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. If grab, you pair Queen oh, with, hey. with the last couple of years of Von Miller and Chubb, oh, I, I, might, yeah. I might need new pants. Ooh, yeah. Big uh, Fangio, Miller, holy shit. That front seven. Von, yeah. Von Miller seems to be, I don't know. Maybe there's. Oh, yeah. He gets edge rushers. They have a shelf life, okay? He's been doing this for a decade. It's really hard to do for a long time. He's he's starting to get up there, but you know, Chubb, if Chubb can stay healthy, oh my god! If, oh, I just believe in quarterbacks, and 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 I I don't see middle linebackers any different. The Patriots went to a different level. They were a terrible, terrible defense, okay? When when they played the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And the three years before that, they were a god-awful defense. And the first thing they did was they said, listen, we lost our quarterback in the middle of the field that called the defensive plays. Hightower, we're moving you from edge rusher to quarterback of the defense. We're moving you to mid-side, inside linebacker, and you're going to call the plays. I think and, – and when that happened, they immediately went to one of the top three or four defenses in the league. I think the quarterback of the defense is just as important as the quarterback of the offense, and that guy can play for a decade. I don't know why middle linebackers don't get drafted higher. I just don't. I still stand by the fact that if I was a Cleveland Browns general manager, I would have taken Roquan Smith number one overall instead of Baker Mayfield. I stand by that. I think the Bears have a god at middle linebacker. Well, there there goes Queen to Baltimore. Boy, Queen. Yep. Go, Mallory. All right, Mallory. Listen. Listen, as soon as this pandemic's over with, you leave your husband, 
I'll fly. I'll be on the first. I got a thirty dollar plane ticket to L.A. <laughs> um, Take you out for a so, nice steak dinner. So I know Tom she loves McGrath, ice cream. I got you, baby. Tom McGrath on Periscope said, uh, uh, "I'm not a Swift guy. Visual evidence to the contrary." Talking about you, Chris. Uh, let's see, Michael Fitch, uh, uh, Fritch. Sorry, Vaughn had no help on the other side or help on offense. Give him Chubb and a lead, and he's back. Um, now. Interesting tweet from Sports Center from a few minutes ago. I didn't realize this, but this just goes to show exactly how poorly run that Green Bay front office is. Jordan Love is the first skill position player picked by the Packers in the first round since Aaron Rodgers in 2005. Oh, wow. They, they have not gone to get him any help on offense since he was oh, drafted. Hang on. In the draft, they've they've been super active in free agency. No, they haven't. Out. Only like the last two years. Like, what are you talking about? For years, they wouldn't touch free agents. That that place is Green Bay is ludicrous. And like yeah. this was this was part and parcel of our of our debate a couple of weeks ago. Like the numbers Rogers has put up with little help from his team, both schematically and on free agency. Devonte yeah. Adams better than every wide receiver that's ever played for New England with Tom Brady outside of Randy Moss. Uh, Not close. I don't know. I don't know. That, that, Who that, else is better than him? Better than Edelman? Yes, he's better than Edelman. Edelman catches trash balls and runs in the slot. He is not the athlete Devontae Adams is. Not close. Not close. Did they, they must have drafted uh, Adams, Yeah. Yeah, they drafted Adams. Yeah, yeah he was drafted. They drafted him like – No, he was like a third-round guy. Like, he was a late-round guy. I mean, he's, he was a project. He turned out to be great. Yeah. Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson, better than every Patriot receiver not named Randy Moss. Man, I don't know about that either. Oh, I would take Jordy. Jordy in his prime – see, it's hard to picture these guys in their prime because the last thing we remember – is the no, end no, of their I, career. I remember the prime. I know what you're in talking his about. prime. He was better than Julian. Are you sure? Julian was an undrafted dude. Rogers. I think they're all very similar. I think none of them had very good uh, guys to work with. Oh, that Jordy and Adams are elite level receivers. Mm. Nobody's ever criticized Adam, Julian of that. Julian is tough as nails. There's not a wide receiver pound for pound that I would take over Jules. Hey, what's, uh, what's the story with Xavier McKinney? Like, why is McKinney falling? Wes Welker was a no nobody in in, New, in 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 Miami before he got to New England. Literally a nobody. Know, he was a throwaway guy. Hey, he was McKinnon, a fucking legend in, in Lubbock. McKinnon is asking if Paxton is still in the Seahawks roster. I think he's actually with the Steelers. I, I believe that's right. Yeah, I yeah. thought I think he got picked up by the Steelers last year when they were struggling at quarterback. Paxton will not be on the team when this year starts, I don't believe. I, I would I'd bet that. Yeah, I'd bet that. Uh, Man, was, I'm really, yeah, pro- I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. Do you know the emotional roller coaster that I've been through in the last three years of my loathing, my hatred for the Baltimore Ravens, the disgust that I have, the vomit that I wanted to spew from my mouth when I thought about that shit program my entire <laughs> life, and. And what one man can do, when I say Lord and Savior, Lamar Jackson, I was so high on him. I loved that kid so much in college. Watching him play was was one of the joys of my life that I got to see him play college football and wreck college football at a place like Louisville with no other real talent around him at all. 
And and for him to go to Baltimore, me to say, you know what? All this hatred's just not worth it. I'm tearing down all these walls, and I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. What's amazing is that two years ago, because like like on our podcast, like we did our draft podcast two years ago with the Lamar trade, and we were basically the three of us were begging every team along in the back half of the draft to draft Lamar. And we were just thrilled that somebody traded back in to get him. Right. We thought it was the most brilliant idea ever. And I remember, I remember listening to your guys pod kind of post draft analysis and your comment was like any team, but Baltimore, any team, but Baltimore. He could have went to the Cowboys and I wouldn't have been upset. I would have been upset, but I would have figured it out because I like making fun of the Cowboys because it's fun but I don't hate them. There's no vitriol. There was they no disgust. They didn't steal your team. They didn't rip my heart out when I was just at the age where I was learning to love football, okay? Yeah, they now you know that. how I feel about the Dallas Stars. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, Matthew Miller wants to know, bigger bust, Jamarcus Russell or Ryan Leaf? Jamarcus Russell. 100% Jamarcus yep. Russell. I don't know. They're both pretty similar, but, you know, you had more years out of Ryan Leaf. I mean, Russell what? didn't watch film. Back in that year for the – oh, God. This is, they're coming to get Lamar. They're coming to get Lamar. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. I was dancing in my sunroom. I was excited. I was pumped. I was ready to go. I was so upset. I was so upset. I needed to be consoled. I mean, it was just – it was bad. It was not good. It was bad. I was drinking brown liquor, and it just didn't, it just didn't go well. Yeah, I remember that. What is going on? And what is this guy that looks like the freeze who's behind Vrabel? I think I think this is our first technical glitch, isn't it? It was. Oh, that was our first the Titans. Glitch. It was the, Did Titans. the Titans have the first problem. What what <laughs> what just happened? It froze. Their Zoom froze. Oh, I not have picked the Titans. Who, who are those people? Are those Ravel, Ravel, Ravel children? Yes. <laughs> that was like that was like one of those old Harlem Shake videos. I was waiting for those people to like break out and dance moves. What was what was the like weird trend where everybody like froze a couple of years ago? What was that, that was called? The, that was Harlem the Shake. That was the Harlem Shake. Yeah. Well, I thought the Harlem Shake was like the dance video that everybody. There are two Harlem Shake, and then you went bananas. It was like it was like normal and like tame, and then it went like. There was a frozen one that was easily like four years after the Harlem Shake. That was the that was because Miami Heat did a Harlem Shake video, and then by the time LeBron was in Cleveland again, there was this new thing going on where everybody was like frozen. So Isaiah Wilson to the Titans, Black Beatles. Yeah. Isaiah Wilson to the to the Titans. I'm pretty friggin' excited because this means that um, the Boise State uh, OT is probably available for the Vikes. Yeah, in two picks. ESPN yeah. seems to think you should take Swift. That is interesting. We finally uh, going to see a dra- a back here. Uh, well, we. I mean, Miami. Oh no, no, no. sorry. Miami should take McKinney. Swift. Dolphins yeah, they- take McKinney. <laughs> I guess it's not a need for them, but they should take McKinney. Yeah. Golly, that is that is pretty nuts. Uh, I'm <laughs> I don't understand these guys the way they hold their cell phones. Like, if you can't hear them, you know, put it on actual phone. I, Isaiah Wilson wasn't even a first round. Like, I don't. He may have been a second round grade. Maybe 
he was listed below Ezra Cleveland. Um, Josh Jones, Trey Adams out of, out of Houston and Washington. I'm like, I'm a little shocked here. No, I mean, this is another one of those, like, I didn't think Beckton would go that high. But it's like he's 6'6", 350 pounds. So I'm watching highlights. First highlights, Kentucky. Second highlights, Vanderbilt. Third highlight appears to be, is that TC? Did they play TCU? No. Maybe maybe within the four years that he was Wake there, Forest. three years he was there, yeah. Uh, we, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, uh, yeah. Oh, no, that was hey, that was Vandy again. Oh, that, the one that you were talking about was right. Vandy again. Tennessee, yeah. I mean, a lot of highlights. I love these highlight reels when they just play the shittiest teams you can imagine. And they're like, look how good this guy is. That doesn't mean he's going to be a bust. But come on, dude. you got at least one highlight from him playing a good team, right? Rabel's kids are like, this is something else. They're owning it. They're owning it. Hang on, hang on. The the glitch was just a frozen thing, right? So yeah, what are the yeah, chances yeah. that one of those kids was really like that's not all his children and one of them's playing Fortnite and just taking up all the bandwidth in the house? Oh, I <laughs> want to know who the I want to know who the guy with the dual exhaust was. That was <laughs> that was an impressive look. Is that really one of his kids? I want to. I gotta know. Oh God! I just like that his daughter seemed to be like. You guys can do whatever you want. I'm just gonna look like normal over here on the what? side. Yeah, right. All right. So hang on. You're his son, okay? You're his you're his male heir, and you're old <laughs> enough to know that your dad said he would cut his dick off to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> what are you thinking right now? Because at that age, the dick is like the most important thing in your world. Yeah. So Ian Rappaport just that back. Those absolutely could have been his kids. I, I... <laughs> Sammy, bring us, bring us back. Yeah, I was trying to bring us back. Wait, no. All right, sorry, Sam. Sorry. Um, um, no, Ian Rappaport is reporting. Uh, well, actually, I, I don't want to say this for sure because I'm not sure it's Rappaport. Nope. I'm, you, nope. Did you it's not. I, I did. I almost got caught. But oh, it was fake Rappaport. It was fake Rappaport. Oh, those sons of bitches. What did fake rap report say? Oh, fake rap report said that uh, Rogers was livid. And oh, was, well, fake I mean, rap report that, is correct, it, by the way. It's, it's not. <laughs> Rogers is pissed off right now. Probably. Let's see. By, by the way, the difference between Ryan Leaf and Jamarcus Russell, just jumping back, is that Jamarcus Russell went one and Ryan Leaf went two. Uh, I don't know who this Jamarcus person is you're talking about. I don't know. I've I've followed football for a long time, and I have no recollection of any of this. Were you into purple drank around the uh, the time? (laughs) I was going to say, okay, I've I've put a lot of poison in my body. I have never had purple drank. I can say that. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, Chris, you're going to love this tweet. Uh, This has got to be the first guy named Jordan that Aaron Rodgers has been around in a while. Oh, Oh, damn. Oh. And then, He's uh, forced to be around this guy. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, How far before we get Rogers demanding a trade? Oh, do it, we get to September? It's no, it, July. It's thirty-one million dollars of dead money this year and thirty-six next year. It's not happening. Um, Clay Travis said, uh, "Titans going right tackle to replace Conklin with decent defensive end still on the board uh, makes me believe they're still in the Clowny sweepstakes." Yeah, I think I think they got to get Clowny. I really do, but I still would. I still would have taken D in here, but maybe not. I would have. I don't know. 
we're at the point of the draft where I don't know a lot of these interior offensive linemen. So I'm I'm getting outside of my depth on where I've followed and what I've played. Because I didn't think these many guys would be taken. I'm going to take a hard left turn and ask, how much money has Jordan Rodgers made off of The Bachelor? Slash a bachelor lot. Not a as lot. much as Aaron, more than every other Rodgers ever born. That Instagram money? Yeah. Uh, hey, got a got an FYI, Zach Rosenblatt, um, Giants beat writer for the Newark uh, Star-Ledger. Gettleman was wearing a mask because he went through chemo two years ago, and there was an IT person in his house. Oh, shit. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know that Gettleman had cancer. I had no idea. No. Is it okay to make fun of somebody with cancer if you're not making fun of the cancer? Yes. I say yes. Yes, 100%. But I'm also an asshole. So. I'm not. You know, knowing that, I'm probably not going to make fun of him for the mask. Like, I wore a mask when I went to Kroger today. Yeah, no, I'm not going to make fun of him for the mask anymore, but I still get to make fun of him for being Dave Gettleman, right? 100% yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he took took Thomas. He drafted Daniel Jones number six overall last year. Let us never forget that. It's like... It's like we can't – we're not technically supposed to make fun of Elway for the gloves anymore, but we can make fun of Elway for drafting tall quarterbacks. Like you can We still- get to make El- – listen, hang on now. When you're punching up, you can punch up for the rest of your life, okay? You, yeah. you, there's no scenario where you're not allowed to punch up. I, I don't know that Gettleman is uh, – while he's made more than all of us combined probably for the rest of our life, he's still kind of a nerd that's easily to make fun of and yes. – Yes. I think I think the cancer doesn't bring him low enough to where it's ever punching down. Uh let me let me get caught up on some of these uh uh chats here. Uh the boat show said uh Trubisky may be a bust, but he never called for a left handed option on second and two. Um McKinnon, Chiefs would be wise with the running back or defensive back to end the first round, I think. Then again, I'm eight beers deep. Uh maybe linebacker, but I don't know who's left that's worth it. And then Tom McGrath said Vrabel doesn't have children. He appears to have uh factory seconds. Yeah. That, that, that tracks, yeah. Hang on. Somebody's background just has like a baller ass DC. Like, uh, I was saying the same thing. That was really impressive. Who did that? That's Swift. Oh, come on. The one guy I've been shitting on all this draft. They're doing the run on running backs right now. Has like the coolest, the coolest fathead background I've ever seen. That's disappointing. By, by the way, I apologize to everyone for not having the Randy Moss fathead directly behind me. Was, <laughs> no, that's like, okay. A week okay. ago, it was it was high on my radar, and then um, my children and life happened, and uh, it just it got lost in the ether until today. I almost bought an eight by ten glossy photo of Moss's moon at um at, oh, Green, at, Bay at uh, Green Bay earlier today, and I decided yeah. that it was a little. Scuzz, that is disgusting. That is disgusting. <laughs> so I would I would like to go on record that that my wife has officially come up here and closed the door and gave me the finger. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I am so, the most hated person in my family. So hey, not not good. not to quote our good friend Darren Ravel, but uh are are the Dolphins deciding here between Taylor and Swift? Uh <laughs> I mean I they, well, there's a reason they suddenly showed every running back. They haven't done that once tonight. Because you, you got me there. You got me Scott. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That All was right. well done, Sammy. No, that was that was Ravel. I can't take credit for it, but this might oh, make sense. Your delivery was subtle, was subtle and smooth. That's spectacular. That spectacular tweet by Rob. Oh yeah, that. that went. That took me a second. <laughs> hey, I got uh, it as soon so, as you said it, gonna, but then I was. Just I'm like, going to put this up, and I'm going to see if everybody can see it. Nope. Uh, nope. Hold on. Is that does that help nope. at all? Nope. 
Your circle, oh. something is circled. Oh yeah, it looks that, like somebody. I, on I just, shit I just texted that yeah. to all of you guys. That that was it. Did you? Yeah, that, that was, was it a toilet. Background. Yeah, it was uh, the, the dude in Vrabel's house was you know dropping a deuce on yeah, national that was, TV. That was Vrabel's house. Oh, yeah. that is a shitter. Holy crap! <laughs> I te- yeah. I texted that to all y'all a second ago. Somebody somebody taking a dump. Um, oh, yeah. that is pants down on the phone. Holy cow! That's got to be intentional. That's, yes, no doubt. They have thought about that all yeah, night. They did not take a run back. That is one hundred percent intentional. Yeah. Here's your your Auburn corner. What? Like, yeah. Hang eight. on. How many corners is that? Is that is that seven? Is that eight? How do you pronounce that? Is that Igbinanegni? I just butchered that. Oh, gee. <laughs> Gary is the linguist on our podcast. Right, I don't yeah, attempt I'm, it. I'm, Auburn guy. Gary does a really good job at it. I'm going to quote so Jason Kirk real quick. So Jason Kirk of the shutdown full cast says Mike yeah. Vrabel said he was going to cut his dick off. And that's suddenly the fourth weirdest thing about Mike Vrabel. That is a spectacular tweet. I'm, I'm a very big fan of that. And, uh, and I'm for it. And I agree. And I completely agree after seeing that picture that Gary was just trying to show everybody, and uh, Sam sent out to our group he, text. He, he refers to the people in the in, in that in that photo as Jim Shorts, Frozone, ninety seven Pro Bowler, and the Mirror Ghost Pooper. <laughs> all right, hang on. I don't want to. I don't want to crap on this draft pick at all. But you know, it can't be a great pick when instead of showing your highlights, they show your mom and your sister first. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little surprised by this. Uh, is that the pulled the trigger immediately, whoever they've got. I mean, this is... Vikings pick is in, in in less than like two minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we must have been worried that they were going to take... I, like, I wonder if it's... I wonder if it's is this McKinney? I yeah, wonder, come on. You could get McKinney now. Or, or so the other one, like, I was going to say this earlier. Ezra Cleveland is really interesting for the Vikes right now. Sure. I thought he was interesting at, 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 at 25, whatever pick they had earlier. Um, because they need O line help. Uh, I agree with that. Oh, how many? Either way, Frank. I would. I would take McKinney over him. Let me ask you a question. I know you took my boy Jefferson. T Higgins is still. We cannot get through this draft and T Higgins not get drafted in the first round, right? There's no way in hell that Mike Zimmer is going to take a two runner. Okay, I I had a brain fart there for a minute, Mike. I forgot. Yeah, Zimmer is not going to take two offensive uh, two two offensive players, much less two receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he might take Cleveland, but like a defensive player here just seems like a trench guy or a defensive player. I get. Yeah, he won't take two receivers. If he takes Antoine Winfield, I am going to go. That's I do horrible things to myself. That's gonna. That is. That is literally going to ruin my night. I just realized that that's a possibility. That's because that's what I was. That's what I was alluding to earlier. God damn you, John. <laughs> so who's KC getting? Is KC going to get the number one running back in this draft? Fuck. Is that going to happen? Or they're going to get Andy yeah. Is Andy Reid about to get the best running back in this draft? Or now, T. Higgins. Nick Swift, I don't think he took the best running back in the draft. But or Chris, they could he's take take T. Higgins. Holy uh, or, shit! Well, or I think they're going to let Sammy Watkins go. Because I think I think after this year Watkins got to be paid yeah, again. Yeah, and I think Watkins like, is gone. Like Sam afford Watkins with T. Effing Higgins. Yeah, if you replace Watkins with Higgins, that team gets substantially better. 
That's substantially ridiculous. better. Like not like marginally better, measurably better. Yes. I I could also like Espinosa is another interesting one. Like I don't I don't think Espinosa's uh now uh, as much as now as oh, much wow. now, I'm, I'm I'm passing your Vikings here because their pick is in. I don't know what they're taking. Hang on, let's let's wait. Are we getting it now? Yeah. Let's get it now. Wait, so be still my beating heart. Man, I'm so far ahead of you guys. What is it, John? What is it? Jeff Gladney. Who? Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Corners and tackles. We desperately needed a corner. We desperately corners and tackles. McKinney's gonna go this whole draft and not get drafted. Like our like our top three corners got got let go. We need the number one safety in this draft, if you don't call uh, Simmons, a safety didn't get drafted. Oh, we didn't need a safety. That's insane to me, though. All right, so Scuzz, how do you feel? This is this is one of those picks that is like not you exciting. Just need to do. It doesn't it doesn't like get you fired up, but it's 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 a good pick. It's especially a good pick because we didn't pick him at twenty five. We picked him oh, at 31. no doubt at, at twenty at thirty two is is unbelievable. Yeah, so, so he's got a he's got a like a twenties grade on the first round from a lot of different sites. Um, he's you know graded higher than AJ Terrell and uh, who was the other guy? and then Damon Arnett uh, by by our favorite you know Danny Kelly and, and the Ringer. So like. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. It doesn't get me excited like like the Justin Jefferson pick maybe so, does. So let me let me tell you what I think about Jeff Gadley. He's coming from a defensive minded coach that you know taught him the football game. Yep. yep. Like like he was really well coached in college, mm-hmm. and and he's going to another defensive minded coach. So you're at least going to get the very best out of him. Yep. Coming from Gary Patterson to Mike Zimmer. That is an excellent point. That is a really excellent this is, point. Like, this has got to make you feel Texas bad. Texas or Oklahoma State or something like that. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. If he comes from a Gundy or a Lincoln-Riley system, yeah. you just don't know, a Herman system, you don't know. Come, coming from Gary Patterson, yeah. that guy knows schemes. He's that's been a, taught the game of football at a seriously high level. That is a great point. TCU had two first-round picks tonight. That's insane. That, that's assuming that uh, at 32 that the Chiefs don't end up taking. Uh, let's see. So outside of Bama, Bama outside of Bama and LSU, did anybody else have two? Oklahoma. Yeah, Ohio State had three. Ohio State. Okay, so you and got Oklahoma. three teams. Two. Oklahoma. Georgia had two. Georgia. Oh, okay. Georgia had two. All right. Okay. And Oklahoma. Had, Oklahoma had two. Yeah. So I mean, it, there there's several that had two, but the fact that TCU. You're talking about the highest of the high: LSU, Alabama, Oklahoma. Auburn, Auburn, team that made the playoffs. Auburn had two. Auburn had two. Okay, all right. Auburn's the only team that hadn't made the playoff. Clemson had, had two. We said Clemson. T- yeah, Clemson. Yeah, Clemson had two. Didn't they? If they take Swift here, Clemson hang on. only had one. Clemson only had one. No, they yeah, Clemson only had one unless they, unless Higgins gets taken here. Terrell, and, to Terrell and Simmons. Still, yeah, Terrell and Simmons. You're right. I have okay, yeah. I have, I have, I have shit on Swift this entire preseason, uh, you know, off season, whatever, as being the most. He's going to be the most overdrafted running back out of all these guys, unless he goes fourth. If he goes to Kansas City, that's going to look bad. It might not be wrong, 
but it's going to look wrong because Andy Reid's going to make that guy look like a stud. I just do not take T. Higgins here. I just like, well, because I'm because just, Andy Reid loves running backs that can catch the football. But I'm just like the Super Bowl champions get to pick any running back. Any they, run, they get the number one running back they want, and they like running backs that can that can catch the ball. They don't. In Andy Reid's system, Dobbins is more scary than Taylor to me. But I think I think we're splitting hairs in Taylor and Dobbins being the best running back overall. By the way, yeah. So. Mm. It's amazing. Uh, if it's me, if it is, so they're talking I, about Dobbins. I mean, they're talking I, about Taylor right here. If it's me, I'm a hundred percent taking T. Higgins. I think well, I, th- I I think I agree with you on that. I think I would take Taylor because they're. I don't know. I believe he can catch, and that well, I think he can too. Put yeah. him in space. You'll get the best Taylor. Well, and Taylor's Taylor is faster, and Andy Reid loves speed. Look at what Kansas City did last year with virtual no names at running. Back. Yeah, they They're had running nothing. Back. So now back. they get if they get elite level running back with that same team running it back from next from last year. That's insane, man. I just beating them is just going to be insanely hard. Yeah, the I, I like, is so to tough. Me, I, like for me, I want I want them to lean in on strength of strength. Yeah, or strength on strength. Like, I, like fuck running back. I, I don't need them to go there. Well, so I my, need them to uh, take a punter. I think they should take a punter entry, right here. My first entry into fantasy football was was a uh, uh, Andy Reid uh, Westbrook um, mm-hmm. in in in, uh, in in Philadelphia, Philly. Yeah, and I just I just believed from that day forth. I just want Andy Reid's number one running back. He's gonna wreck your fantasy league from that point forward. That was my only focus for the next 10, 15 years of, of playing fantasy football was trying to get Andy Reid's running back. But he didn't have Mahomes back then. And now, like now. I I agree, but the running back is still just as key to Mahomes' struggling, scrambling out of the pocket, throwing the football, dumping it off to somebody because nobody's open, or I'm being chased because the offensive line's not great. <laughs> But but Darren Williams, Damian Williams, um, Ryan Williams, it it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like put anyone there, right? I like. Uh, you say put anyone there. Those guys are not elite. What happens if you replace Darren Williams and, and Damian Williams with somebody who's elite? <laughs> what happens if you add T Higgins to that receiver? <laughs> Well, I think at some point in time you just cut Sammy Watkins because you can't run the offense with T. Higgins and and Sammy Watkins the way it's constructed. Higgins, but uh, he takes Sammy Watkins' job in five seconds. Do they have? Did they? They got rid of Kareem Hunt, right? But yes, Hunt's with Cleveland right now. So Higgins, um, McCall Hardman. And um, I'm forgetting the, I'm forgetting the crazy the crazy um, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. That's absurd. That's unfathomable. Yeah. No, no, it's it's gonna be unfair from an offensive perspective. It's, it's uncoverable is what. It yes, is. you're you're gonna be in a world. Listen, and, and Sam, they got Kelsey. Like we we always forget Kelsey. Oh, but our boy, our boy, our boy Sam oh, right now. Oh, Chris. But what has happened? But it, yeah, I like a, like always in front of us. Like, good lord, 
right. I, I got to oh, get oh, Clyde. It's Clyde. Oh. <laughs> Clyde, the first running back taken overall in this draft. But, boy. Going to, going to the Chiefs. I'm pinning wow. pinning Christian's video. I want full screen for this. This yeah. is an absolute coronation of LSU football this year. We started this first-round draft with Joseph Burrow, the greatest college football player in the history of college football. <laughs> we finish it with Clive Edwards-Hilaire. Holy cow. What yes. an unbelievable first round that we get. Yes. Andy Reid, I was just talking about Westbrook being the prototypical guy for Andy Reid, and all I kept thinking in the back of my head was Clyde fits Westbrook more than anyone else. But surely he won't be the first running back taken. Mm-hmm. Everyone says he won't be the first running back taken. They're just wrong. Andy Reid is right. He's going to be a star. I'm sorry, Sam. Sorry, and if anybody in that division, the rest of the NFL is just in trouble. We're just in trouble, guys. It's just happening. We need something mm-hmm. to happen to Patrick Mahomes, or else they're going to wreck the league for the next five years. They have a literal bowling ball at running back to go alongside the the just devastating. Oh. If you own Williams, if you own Williams in in fantasy football in a dynasty league, I'm sorry, he just died in value. Just died. Yeah. I mean, that's. I'm polishing off this bottle of tequila. I'm taking a victory lap. My boys, the greatest team ever assembled. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Let let me get through some of these chat messages. All right. Uh, Let's see. Um, Let's see. J.K. Dobbins is going to go. Uh, to KC and run through my nightmares that ended up wrong. Swift had the Batman background. Uh, with the first wrapping up, Sam, who do you think the Broncos take in the second? O line or DB? Um, I think it depends on who's available. Yeah, right? I, I, let me quickly. There's not a lot of DBs who, left. Who's there? Unless they can get McKinney, but I mean, you got to. Visca could play out. either. Yeah, Maybe. I mean Lavisca there, but I mean wide receiver, wide receiver. I don't know. I mean, you're you're looking at you're you still got 14 picks before the Broncos picks. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I on, you know. Um, Matt Miller said Broncos have to be either Ezra Cleveland or Josh Jones second round, but again, I don't think either, neither of them are going to be there in, in 15. Yeah, picks. Cleveland is definitely not going to be there at 14. Yeah, no. Let's see. Oh, McKinnon jumped in. He said, "By the way, before we're off here, uh, loved hearing from the Westlock guys. Always respect the Northwestern." Uh, let's see. Damien's pretty quick and shifty, though, so I'm playing person last year. Uh, good Lord, he's deceiving. And then Michael Fritz said, thanks, fellas. Appreciate the live stream. Yeah, we uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in with us this evening. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, Clyde edwards Hilaire, and now the Bengals are on the clock. Um, getting ready. Just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a minute behind, but they just showed the clip of him breaking, like, six tackles to score a touchdown against Alabama. And it's just oh, like yeah. – he had it's three touchdowns against Alabama. It's not fair. That, that's, a, that's something Casey has not had before. So like, here, here's a bet I'm, I'm going to throw out. The odds that Cincinnati makes this pick. Like, the first pick lot. in the second round gets traded like 100% of the time. I think I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to take T. Higgins. They're going to try to get Burrow some weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, they, they can also – well, yeah, yeah. I think right. – I think – I think I, – I, I've been wrong a lot tonight been wrong predicting this draft. I think T. Higgins is so far and above the best player available, especially if you need help getting Burrow big-time weapons. John Ross has all the potential in the world, has never lived up to it yet. A.J. Green is on his very last legs. He's old. He always gets hurt. 
you got to get the heir apparent to those guys, somebody who can be a grown-up to catch the football for him. I And I think the separate – I thought he was the fourth best receiver in this draft. I cannot believe three guys went ahead of him. I just can't – I can't explain it. Don't know. I think T's the man, and, and it's a no-brainer. As, as a brand-new Bengals fan born on April 23rd, 2020, um, I 100% agree. Like <laughs> – like T Higgins, it makes more sense than anything else. Maybe you go Ezra Cleveland to boost the O line, but um, I just like that. That makes a ton of sense to me, Chris. I just I, I continue to think that this is a guy that two years ago was considered to be one of the best receivers in college football, oh, and, and I still think he is. I think yeah. CD Lamb and Jared Judy over overpowered him. They are better than him overall. As he's receivers. right there. He's he like, he's, but he's not. There. The separation between the top five guys is almost nothing, which is why I thought those guys would go in the first round, and then the other two guys, three guys, would go in the next round. I was I was wrong the way the GMs do. I'm looking at the next three picks, and I wish I could be the GM. If I could take T. Higgins for Cincinnati, if Indianapolis gets gets Jonathan Taylor, holy cow, to get to run behind Nelson and that offensive line in Indy, holy shit. And then you've got Detroit, and Detroit gets their man, and McKinney falls to them. Here's, are, you, uh, here's a, are you kidding me right now? Here's a question. Jonathan Taylor would most likely next year have won the Heisman. And 100% would be the yeah. NCAA career rushing leader. Yeah, yeah he would be he the NCAA rushing runner. And he definitely he all his running back runs. If he would have known he wasn't going to get drafted in the first round, does he think about staying? No, no, because I think I think with the top three picks of the second round, it's fine. Running back is just a different game. Now, I will tell you this. If you want to get paid, if you want to get that contract, you really want to get taken in the second round as a running back because they don't have that fifth year they can hold over you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to get paid, you can get paid your third year because mm-hmm. you don't want to go into that contract year with him not paying him. Uh, he can hold out. That's when the problems happen. I think he gets paid a year earlier because of that. I think it actually works out in his benefit and in Dobbins' benefit, by the way. Yeah. All right. Uh, so does anybody we- else feel like uh, – like- Trey Wingo has aged like 10 years since he took over that morning show. Yeah. Jeff, maybe, but that I mean, he used to have to work at, wake up at like 2 a.m., 2 p.m., and now he's got to wake up at like 4 a.m. So that's a yeah, that's big a, difference in a man's life. That's a good point. Hey, real quick, uh, while, while I've got you guys on, Chris, you missed all five of your prop bets. Um, um, that's par for the course. That's fine. <laughs> I, I missed one of that mine. Sounds like I, a Tuesday night to me. I've, I've still got Jalen Hurts to be drafted in round two that's open, but I missed uh, Jedrick Wills as the first offensive lineman pick. Uh, missed that one, but I hit Herbert as the third quarterback. Uh, offense having more first-round picks. Offense had 17 to 15 for the defense. Uh, Tua uh, under round. Hang on, or under hang, on, hang, on hang on. I know you're rehashing stuff nobody really cares about. We just got Bill Belichick on the phone in his kitchen right now talking. Like, is he trading? Oh, I, I don't have it yet. Is he trading to to get a pick right here, and, and maybe for tomorrow? Uh, not tonight. No, I mean, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they're it. talking, but like nothing, like nothing is going to happen until tomorrow night. I do want to like mention real quick. Um, going back to the the memes of the night. 
Uh, Nicole Auerbach has a nice little ranking of uh, what she thinks are the top ones. So obviously, number one is the Vrabel House. Yep. Um, yeah, that's C- a lock. CD yeah, Lamb man. cell phone grab. Yep, that's yep. a good one. I still think. Listen, I know he's. I, I didn't know about the cancer. I didn't know about the. Same. I still think Gettleman in a mask, in in a picture that looks like he's by himself. Pretty pretty strong. Yeah, pretty strong. our back has biased. Our back's got that one number four behind Jerry Jones's yacht. Uh, you got Cliff Kingsbury's backyard, uh, Ruggs's bathrobe, Brian Flores' kids, and Goodell's costume change. Ru- John had this early on. Ruggs' bathrobe is very – because it happened so early, we weren't expecting it. Ruggs' yeah. bathrobe is – That was sponsored. That was an Old Spice sponsorship right there. I, I just want to point out with the guy on the can in the Vrabel house – don't let the fact that it was a mirror reflection distract yeah. from the fact that he was sitting in a crowded house with the door clear open, <laughs> dropping a deuce, dropping deuce with what the door open. On? What was going on there? Plant. I love it. I have, I have owned this house for, for six, seven years now. I've never dropped deuce with door open. It's my house. Yeah. But I'm certainly not doing it with like five or six people, however many other people were there. I'm thinking none of y'all have a one and a half year old. I do. Well, I did yeah. at one yeah. point in time while living there. You know what I'm saying, Sam? Oh, I know. I know. But hang on now. There's a different. This is where we all get to the conversation of. There's no question that I'm I'm fifth in the conversation of dads here. All right. In the world, I think I'm about fifty percent. I'm okay with that. I'm all right with. That. I'm about mediocre to average. But in this conversation, you guys are all above average. It's not close. You're too harsh on yourself, man. You're too harsh. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And this is not a pity me, feel sorry for This is not. I'm, I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. I know them better than anybody. I'm a provider. I'm a protector. Nobody's going to hurt my kids, and they're never going to go without. I'm going to find a way to make some money to make sure they got what they need and what they want because I spoil them. But being there for them has not always been my thing. I get that. Yeah, we got a we got a football question that came in. Uh, who who ended up winning round one? It's going to be hard to not say the the <clears throat> Dolphins just because they have so many picks. That's it's really hard to do. Compare a team that got three picks to yeah, other teams that got one. I don't necessarily like all of their picks though. I'm going to tell uh, you who lost it. Hang on, who had the worst draft? Is well, not I even close. That. That's the Chargers. Oh wow, really? I think they messed up their first pick. Yeah. In Herbert, and I, I absolutely I think, think they like, traded. They gave up way too much for a guy that I did not think was the Murray. best middle linebacker yeah. in this draft. I think they uh, had the worst draft, and it ain't close. I know the the Raiders. I mean, rugs. They reached for rugs. They reached for Arnett. Oh, I'm really? Reached for Arnett. I'm going. I'm going Packers. That's for. Oh, work. okay. Sure. Okay. Hang on. The fact that the Packers pissed <laughs> off Aaron Rodgers. I'm a little biased here. I'm going to give them every benefit of the doubt. I mean, this. Hey, maybe the Cowboys. No, no, getting Ceedee Lamb is not the worst draft pick. In the uh, world. I think he needs as a winner. As, as a I'm winner. About winners. Oh, I'm, winner. I'm winner. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's that's tough. The Broncos could be it too, though. The Broncos yeah. got two picks in this round. No, just one. And one of them is Jared Judy, who nobody in the world thought was going to be there when they picked. That they could be the winner. We only they had could, we only had one be pick. The Cowboys was, or them. Yeah. Those are like, the two players take, that fell. That I think, I think the, got I think the, the best value. Okay. The Bucks did fine. I mean, they got Tristan Wirfs. Well, sure. okay, and I was just about to say that. I think the Bucks spent the least amount of draft capital to get the best tackle. The Broncos spent the least amount of draft capital to get 
the best. Probably except, one of the best receivers, except and still got their need at tackle. Except the Bucks did have to give up. You know, the Bucks did trade up one spot to get Wirfs. Well, they gave up a seventh round pick for that. that that's still, that's still giving up. It. Denver didn't they have just to swapped it. Denver didn't have to do. No, they traded. They they traded. They gave away oh, a, they a gave late up pick. A second. I thought they swapped seventh and they swapped first. Uh, they they gave up position in the in the seventh round. So I mean, they gave. Oh, they up. gave up position. Den- they didn't give up the pick though. They still Denver didn't have to back. do anything to get the number one receiver. That's <sighs> okay. They had to give okay. up nothing. But the argument is, well, okay, and the guess of the argument could be the same at the running back, at the, at the tackle is, did they get the best receiver? I think they got the best one-two receiver, and and I also think that the that the Bucks got the best one or two tackles. But all so, those are debatable, and time will tell. It's why I love the draft. I, I said this on our draft or on our on our preview this afternoon, and and I'll say it now. I put it out on Twitter. I put it out on Facebook. I love this day. I love the draft in the NFL so much. It marries two sports I love, college football and the pros, but it gives me the best part about college football, which means the NCAA isn't anywhere near this thing. So the worst part of college football doesn't exist on this day. Yeah. And it gives all these teams hope. Nobody really, I think the Chargers screwed up. We don't know. They, everybody's undefeated, and we have nothing but hope for the next two, three months. God willing that the coronavirus will get all figured out, and we'll get football on a regular schedule basis, and we can do this thing. So so I want to ask a question. Like, outside of draft capital, who do you think got the most – like, who do you think improved the most with their number one pick? I'm going to argue it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I, I, I could see. I, that. I, mean, don't, I, I, I can't. I can't argue with that. That's a hell of a pick. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you that the separation between Williams and Claude, I think, is massive. I also believe we could go to the complete other end of the spectrum. Once again, I am biased. Wearing the purple and gold, I got the got the lights on behind me. Don't even know if you can tell, but I think the Bengals. The separation between Joe Burrow and Andy Dalton is is. Just as big of a chasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's well that too, and again, if two is healthy, it's the Dolphins or it's the Bengals. Like I like the problem is Tua's health also depends on their offensive line play, and and I Burrow doesn't need that as much. He's not an injury risk, and he's way more mobile than Tua ever's been, and and so you don't need a great offensive line to protect him. I do think if Tua doesn't have a good offensive line. Those injury risks all go from maybe a three or a four to a nine or a ten. Like, like they become a bigger concern. I, I, um, I don't like the the, the Dolphins' other two draft picks. I would, I, I don't would, either. I would knock them back a little bit on yeah. both of those. I do. I agree with that. They got three picks. They got three bites of the apple. Yeah, I liked one. I didn't like the other two. Yeah, I mean, I think Austin Jackson, Jackson may be okay. Uh, yeah, but- I, he's fine, but. Can we can we talk about the Cowboys wide receiver core being being Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Cooper. and Amari Cooper? There's a real chance that Amari yeah. Cooper could be the third best receiver in that draft class in that draft room this year. That's, that's an awesome receiver. That's a possibility. Like that, that is that is your boy Chris eating a whole lot of shit for the next that's, couple of years. That's bonkers. And then you could you couple that with Dak and Ezekiel Elliott. They're, I mean, their offensive firepower is ludicrous. Um, how, how's their, how's their line though? I mean, like they they did. They're not going to win great. games, but 
but it, their 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 skill position talent is ludicrous. Doesn't matter. Yeah, the skill position is just just so massively. The problem with offensive line and grading offensive, I used to put so much value in it, and then the last couple of years, I've watched terrible offensive line play win Super Bowls and compete for Super Bowls, and it doesn't seem to matter. You have a below offensive line and still make the playoffs and still make a hell of a run because offensive scheming is so different. They're able to scheme around bad line play, which boggles my mind, and I don't think is fair, but I also don't know how to stop it either when the quarterbacks are so athletic and they can make runs, throws while running. It, it just, it's just insane to me. To me, this is, this is a casualty of the, um, of, of the, um, the CBA in that there, there's so few practices. Oh, there's, there's the, so the few padded practices kill offensive line play more yeah. than any other position there is. It is, it is the position on offense that has been thrown to the wolves and said, all right, look, this, this is the one we can survive without because if the NFL was smart, I'm going to cut you off. I don't mean to cut you off. Scott. Yeah. If the NFL was smart, they would actually back one of these developmental leagues strictly for offensive line play. Bill Belichick has been a proponent of that. I know I'm a biased guy. I'll always love Bill. But but he's a smart guy for a reason. And he thinks the developmental leagues are important for offensive line play because you're just not getting these guys coming out of college. It's the reason why the after the top four the or five guys got taken, I didn't want the other guys because the gap between four and six is just not measurable. And I know your need says you need this, but if all those guys are gone, you just don't take that guy because you need him because you know he's not any good. Hey, you, you take no one's not on the board. Period. Like that's that's all you do. You take the best player on the board. Like I, I this stuff just blows my mind. Like I, I'm I'm looking through these draft picks and I'm like, Isaiah Wilson, uh, Noah Igbenogany from Auburn, like Jordan Brooks. Quarterback and offensive linemen were overdrafted tonight more than any draft I've ever seen in the history of this damn league. And and the wide receivers, like cornerback uh, early too. Yeah, cornerback I mean, early and often. Not that these guys won't be great. Listen, they, it's fine, but they're not going to play for ten years because your legs are the first thing to go. The older you get, yeah, we all agree on that, right? Well, and, and maybe that's so why the, take a guy yeah. that's only going to be with your franchise for four years, unless you're the chiefs and you're already NFL Super Bowl caliber ready to go. Well, may, maybe they're starting to look at these guys the same way that you would look at running backs. They're only good for so many years. You got to get them while they're young, Damn. but that's still a bad reason to take them in the top five. You still should never take a running back in the top five because of what they cost you because they're only good for a small window of time. But yeah, I mean, I do understand that. I, I thought we were just talking about, like, this draft right now. Like, it, but, the way, but hang on. The reason the cornerbacks got taken so so much is because they were taken so early in value. I mean, how how many cornerbacks were taken in the top ten picks? Three? Two. It's two. Yeah, two. It's only two. But that, I don't know that any of them should have been taken in the top ten. But number, I, I, three, number three at six. So, C.J. Henderson at nine was a bit of a reach. Um, Terrell yeah. at 16 was definitely a reach, and then Arnett at 19. When I don't like Acuna uh, at, at three, I, I know just you don't like. Yeah, I know you don't like the number three, even though even though that's where it, like that was like a consensus. But but that I think that was a consensus because leaks from the Lions said that was going to be the pick. I don't know that anybody actually yeah, believes fair, that should fair. should be the pick. Fair. It's funny too that you've got 
for as many impact tight ends as there are in the league right now, that teams are building offenses around that there was, there's not a tight end close to coming off the board right now. Like well, it's probably so, Gronk. Yep. so I was looking because I'm, I'm a Moss guy and I know what Moss was able to do. It, a little of this is, is LSU love, but I really do a really good job of separating LSU love and the NFL. Okay. Like I wasn't sold on Leonard Fournette going just because he was a tiger. Doesn't mean that, that I follow her. Like I, I do a pretty good job of separating those things, but Randy Moss's son kind of hurts that for me. I'm so biased on him. I looked at projections for tight ends and he's like the sixth best tight end hey. off the board. And I'm thinking yeah, that has, can't be right. Really? I don't, I don't know the five people above him. ESPN has ESPN has him number ten behind. Let me list him off. You you got Cole Kmet from. I don't know that guy's name. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. All right, he's probably good then. I bet is he white? His name is Cole. (laughs) He's definitely white. Okay, go ahead. Adam Troutman from Dayton. Devin Asiasi. A date. Hang on. A Dayton kid is over him. Are we really doing that? Dayton kid is third fastest three cone at the combine, Chris. (laughs) <laughs> I know I'm married to Sparks guys, but that's usually at like other skill positions and not necessarily tied in. Devin Asiasi from UCLA, Harrison. Oh, that, Bryant. that dude's probably oh. a dude. That dude's probably a dude. Probably. With that. Harrison Bryant from Florida Atlantic. Hunter Bryant from Washington. Albert Okwabunyam. I, I totally screwed that up. Missouri. Uh, Colby Parkinson from Stanford. Jared. I've never watched a second of any of those guys. A Stanford guy probably can block better than any of these tight ends. And probably, if I had to guess, wait, that wait. guy is the best blocking tight end outside of Grant Robert. I'll, I'll tell you right now what the problem is. Moss Moss measures in at six two. No, he's small. And he's small. Every one of those other guys, with the exception of Hunter Bryant from Washington, measures like six four. Two inches higher than him, right? Yeah, at least Jared Pinkney from uh, Vanderbilt is six four two fifty seven. Bryce Hopkins from Purdue is 6'4", 245. It's fine. And then Thaddeus Moss, Moss is 6'2", 250. Moss could absolutely be a product of the system where there were three or four guys better than him on the field at catching the football at all times. So that I know that hurts him. His his name being Moss is makes me more biased help. than him, him wearing the purple and gold. I assure you of that. But – both of those biases involved. I just can't believe if that many tight ends better than him. I watched every snap that that kid's played his entire career, and he's really good. And he yeah. can make moves on the ball, and he can make catches that struggle with wide receivers. Yep. So, so if you're Tennessee, you're probably not interested in picking Moss. No, uh, but if I'm the Patriots, if he's there in the third round, and all these guys are ahead of him. I'm taking him. Where was Kelsey drafted, and where was Kittle drafted? Kittle was early. Kelsey, I, I think Kittle was early. I think Kelsey was later. Hang on. Yeah, Kelsey was was pretty late. Um, but Kittle was like I think second round. Kelsey was round three. Oh, okay. No, Kittle was fifth. But Kelsey also went was to he really? He was pretty. Yeah, late. they both went to smaller schools, right? Well, Kittle went to Iowa. Kittle was at Iowa. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. I, I was a power five program, but they never get but, skill players being respected. But they were both super lean and then they put on weight and were awesome. weight. like they That's were right. both That's right. like tweeners. Yeah. And I'm wondering if there's a guy like that this year, but I don't know. Like it could be. I gotta break the seal again. Hey, hey we we may we can go and wrap this up if everybody wants to get out. Yeah, probably should. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're, it's we're almost three, at three and a half hours here. So, uh, yeah, for any for anyone yeah. going back to listen to the pod, buckle up. 
Maybe maybe go at one point five. Maybe go at two x. Yeah. I don't know. Although if you're listening yeah. to this now, you've already listened to the entire pod, so maybe you should have yeah. gone back and listened to it at two x. But uh... right, uh, Matthew Miller jumped in. Kittle was a fifth round pick, okay. by the way. Uh, and then Atlanta absolutely needs a tight end. So I mean, there's no telling. I don't think there's a bunch of really good tight ends. Atlanta would be an awesome place for Moss. That would be an incredible fit because like, like he's just, he's not a, a traditional blocking tight end, which I think is why he's low on the scale. Cause the NFL yeah. teams, a lot of NFL teams just skew that way. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you want, even if your guy is, is a pass catching tight end, you still want him to be able to block. You want him to be versatile enough. You want that, oh. that multiple. Yeah. yeah. But like, so, like it, it's why I'm worried about whether or not Gronk is going to be, all that good. Like they say that he's, he weighs 250 pounds that his playing weight is 260, but uh, he, he looks tiny. leaner than that. He, he dropped yeah. some weight. It, he said he's only got to gain 10 more pounds back. Sure. And I just don't okay. buy it. I think, the, so, I think going the to a team where it, there's a party boat in the stadium, like that weight's going to come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. But when, when is he going to drop the WWE 24 seven championship? Uh, that'll be this summer, I would imagine. Like, because he, they they have to. One, he's got one more fight on his contract, right? I don't think so. So, speaking of WWE, your dog's about to go off the top rope into the uh, <laughs> baby there. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good old suck. She's uh, she's trying to get. Trying that to get dog is not going anywhere. That dog is gigantic. She is immobile. She is old. She could not run a forty right now. Yeah. She's not going to jump into that uh, that pack and play. No. Yeah. No, she is sweet as can be, that. good as gold, but she's past her primes. Oh yeah, and she is very close to the Rainbow Bridge. That's right. Uh, hey, Big Ed jumped in on uh, on YouTube, said LSU. Big LSU. night for LSU, baby. It, oh, yeah. it really was a big night for LSU. It was this, yeah, yeah. This year was just a special year. I didn't I didn't see it happening. If I said I predicted this for the you're lying. You're just lying. You didn't. You didn't. Okay. No. I mean, Chris I enjoyed saw it too. Every but, second of it. Yeah, it, this was a fantastic <laughs> one. Uh, McKinnon jumped in. He said, "Hey, now I'll fight somebody over my girl Sook." Yeah, McKinnon knows all about Sookie. Oh, she's Sookie's been around good, a long she's time. A good girl. Well, you know, hey, it happens. The circle of life. I explain this to my kids you all the time. Right. You got all that right. People, right, people die. Well, well, real quick before we wrap, we got we got to rep we got to rep Northwestern here a little bit from the Westlot Pirates front. Uh, we got a couple guys names in the hopper: Joe Gaziano, uh, Alex Miller, both defensive linemen. Gaztown is a defensive end, um, built very much in the mold of Dean Lowry, who's been starting with the Green Bay Packers for the last couple of years. Lowry was a fourth round draft pick. I don't think we expect Gastown to go quite that high. Um, he is Northwestern's looking, career sack leader as well. So I was just about to say, are we looking? Are we looking round five and after for all those guys, or can anybody Probably. get into three? Probably. He's Epineza will be an indicator because all most of the things people say about Epineza, you could apply to Gaziano. Epineza is just the higher rated player. Yeah, he's he's he's. I think he's better, and and he's valued more on most people's draft board. I agree. But I mean, that. the flip side is, and what Scott was going to say about Lowry is you can play those guys pretty much anywhere on the line. So mm-hmm. if you go to the right spot, that's where the value is. You can so play you, them at end on running downs. You can play them at tackle on passing down. Those, those guys are going to end up on a team. That's a good quality team. 
that that cares more about versatility than they do about athletic ability. 100%. Yep. And then Alex Miller, defensive tackle for Northwestern, um, getting a six-round grade right now is, is the word on the street. Might not, you know, might be a free agent, free agent might be a pick in the seventh round, but um, we're excited nonetheless to hear these guys' names called. Yeah, fingers so crossed he gets picked, but, games. you know. And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you two landing spots that I think I think those those guys could land in because of their versatility. The two coaches that care about that the most are Bill B. and 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 I think Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles showed that at at at, at the Jets. He showed that as a DC, and now a DC in Tampa. I I think those guys care more about what can a guy do than what can he do, and and if you can do more things. That gives them value. I could I could see those being landing spots for for we, them. We might all be Tampa Bay fans by the time this is over. <laughs> no, I don't really. I really think that because I've watched a lot of Todd Bowles, you know, for years, and and he's a he's the guy I wanted the I wanted the Browns to sign last year. You know, it's, if if only they'd gone back to the creamsicle uniforms. I mean, I I like that they got rid of the the nastiness that they had last year. I mean, they. Went, you went can't the right put direction. Tommy and cream. You can't put Tommy and cream. Absolutely can put Tommy and cream. Oh my God! You can put whatever to- he wants. Tommy's just got to sit all next to Giselle, and he can wear whatever he wants. Certain. I'm certain that was in his contract. Giselle <laughs> might have put it in there, but I'm certain that the creamsicle was not an option. For you me. will not make Tom wear this uniform. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's awesome. What are the chances Giselle had any design decisions in that? Zero. They'd be, would it be legal? Here, what about a, next here's year? A, here's a three and a half hours in question. Would it be legal for Giselle to buy the Bucks? Would that be legal? Uh, I don't know. It's not illegal. It's definitely not illegal. And I bet she's got the cash to she do it. She could probably afford it. I mean, like the like the. Um, yeah, but I geez, didn't know. Like, so he, I didn't know. I didn't could, know what models made. But he and, couldn't. But could she? But yeah. but I learned. Oh yeah, she could absolutely. She but could. I don't know. I think because I think because family they're very cheap, right? What's the family? Oh, name? bullshit! She can do Brad whatever she Wells? wants. Listen, the, the 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 feminist in the country would come out of the woodworks if they stopped her from from purchasing the bucks. Malcolm Glazer is the name. Glazer, not the Gladwell's the Glazer. Different Malcolm. One is the smartest <laughs> man in the world. The other guy is just a rich dude. I don't know what he did to get his money, but he ain't close to Malcolm. Yeah, right. he made me feel a lot better about my Gladwell flyer there. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, I worship at the feet of Malcolm Gladwell. But the, but the Glazers are like they own a bunch. They own you know uh, what Man U or Man City. I forget which one. They do. I they do own. A, they do own a soccer franchise. A soccer in, franchise. In, I don't know uh, which one. Yeah. They might be struggling right now. I don't know. Giselle could probably swoop in. Uh, the the entire Glazer family has a net worth of four point seven billion, so I think they're okay. Okay, that's a lot. That's yeah. probably more I think than Giselle. they're okay. <laughs> Hang on, I will tell you this though. It it all right. So when I learned about Giselle, I didn't realize Giselle's money, and then after about the sixth year, I realized Tom kept taking pay cuts. I was like, why the hell is he doing? He's this? significantly wealthier than he is. He was making thirty million dollars a year, twenty million dollars a year back when that was the highest paid quarterback. He was in that range. And he was like ten times. At some point in time, she made like two hundred million dollars in one year. And I thought, "Holy shit! What is it yeah. like to be married to somebody that has that kind of wealth?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she she got clothing lines, she got makeup lines, she got uh, uh, lingerie lines, well, and she's and she's international fame. Yeah, 
yeah. as opposed to American football fame. The Brady yeah, Giselle um, wagon doesn't quite rebuild doesn't quite reach billionaire status. Not yet. Not yet. When Tom gets done, I could see them owning the team at some point in time. Yeah. Who knows? Well, whenever, uh, whenever Tommy and, uh, and Mickelson win the, uh, once he takes, once he takes, once he takes Peyton's $9 million, that'll help. Yeah. That'll (laughs) help things. Uh, hey, so, uh, so SBR this week, I hit two of my three prop bets. I had Jonathan Taylor at plus two thirty as the first running back taken. Um, and then I, I hit five out of six from the uh, Winning Cures Everything show. So feeling uh, feeling pretty good so far. I still got Jalen Hurts out there. And I went zero for five. That's good. I feel good about that. Yeah, it's all right. It's all what right. What you miss on Chris? I went uh, all in on Ceedee Lamb being the first uh, receiver. I had three bets of Ceedee Lamb being the first receiver taken. Yeah, he and being taken before ticket. Here, here were your bets. You had uh, under five and a half wide receivers at plus one seventy. You had Ceedee Lamb first wide receiver at minus one twenty. You had uh, Tua dropping past pick number six. That was plus 170. You had C.D. Lamb uh, under the 12-and-a-half pick. And you had San Francisco's first-round pick being – Being an offensive player. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The the Tua pick was strictly on value. I was getting plus 170. I was going to say, that's the only one I would, would like, have argued against. No. You could argue it, and it's it's arguable, especially in hindsight, but it's arguable – but it was the only one that paid out the best odds. Everything else paid out shit odds. Yeah. And so I took the field for after six and just said, to hell with it. That's yeah, just I mean, it, good odds. The and, ones and, that I bet on were, were not great odds. I had uh, total Bama players drafted uh, under five and a half. That was minus 170. I had a uh, second five, quarterback right? drafted. Wait, so what? Had three? three had four. four right? Had four. Yeah. Uh, second quarterback drafted was Tua at minus 165. I went ahead with that. Tua drafted uh, under the five-and-a-half pick. Uh, that's minus 165 on that. More first-round picks. Offense was minus 300. Uh, third quarterback drafted, Justin Herbert, was minus 150. Uh, and then I lost the first offensive lineman pick being Jedrick Wills at minus 110. So, so yeah, uh, not a huge profitable night, but uh, but still profitable. So, fun, fun note about Bama as, as we start wrapping things up. Four guys picked in the first round. None of them defense. 33. None of them uh, defense. Yeah, none of them defense, which is crazy. Crazy. Um, but you you will have two of them picked tomorrow. Sure. In the second. No, for sure. So, uh, But yeah, 33 offensive, uh, not 33 offensive, uh, 33 first round picks for Nick Saban, and he's only got 23 losses in his career at Alabama. Pretty ridiculous. I would have bet on Scuzz over uh, one and a half bottles of whiskey finished during this draft podcast. And we were that close, folks. Like one glass. Well, we could go for another half an hour or so. I I didn't finish the pint. I feel pretty good about myself. Yeah, I didn't didn't finish my fifth either. I thought I was going to get there. It uh, it went long, but, like, I'm not even – Close to buzz, and I don't. I don't know what that says about. Oh, me. I am way past buzz. It's going to be no drop. Drunk as shit right now. <laughs> we it. kept going another 20, 30 minutes. I'd start saying things that would get lawsuits. Hey, let's. Well, they may not lawsuits, but definitely like cancel culture is coming after us. Let, let's not go twenty or thirty minutes. But uh, McKinnon asked one more question on Facebook: Chances Tom becomes a coach when he retires? Zero. No. That's exactly what I nope. thought. That's not his. That's not. His I can see him owning a team and being I, very I hands off and just liking the printing money. A little yeah. league team. 
I, I could see that. That guy wants to do like yoga instructional videos and like TB12 is not something terrible to buy stock in if you could yeah. buy stock in it. Yeah. Now you got that right. All right, fellas, anything else we need to hit tonight? Well, hey, um, thanks so much for for doing this with us. I mean, we have, oh. we've always hey, had fun doing first, it. And... My first draft with you boys. That's right. I like it. That's this right. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, this was good. This yeah. is good. We gotta we gotta do more of these. Like not just for the draft. We we need to do this for big games. We need to do this for all kind of stuff. For, for no, but record, Ryan Day for the... right now is on ESPN. Scott Van Pelt, one big thing, and the, nobody will ever convince me this guy doesn't wear just as much rosé as he possibly can put on his. <laughs> yeah. That's not natural. This guy wears makeup, dude. Football guy wearing makeup. I can't get on with that. For, for the record, the the five screens. This, the the effective social distancing. Yeah, we would have been like this no matter what. Um, this yeah. is this is our this is our gig. We all live. I mean, next Chris, year, Gary, you guys live the closest to each other of any of the five of us. How far um, how far away from each other do you live? A couple miles. Okay, five, ten minute drive. And John and I are about an hour away. Oh, yeah, traffic. Yeah, I mean, but this is like. This is this is real life, y'all. This is not a, this is not a coronavirus inspired like enti- like like engagement here tonight. This is just this is just uh, the life that we lead, and and the five of us have had a had a fun you know fun it's time a good relationship for this and good yeah. good times. Like we we chat with each other all the time, and this was great to do live. And to yeah, think it, it, we, def- we have- it definitely is a good relationship. The older I've gotten, the more friends I have that don't live anywhere around me, um, and and that's. <laughs> It's it hurts a little bit when when you get depressed and lonely and sitting on the back deck, you know, by yourself, drinking your night away. But but then there's other times where it's just you have real depth in, in friendships. I'm gonna tell you next year, this bad boy's in Cleveland. I, I, I will assure you that I don't know what the other people that I live with will say about it. I'm gonna be in Cleveland. Okay. Hey, if we all can end up in Cleveland, like we might just film from there. I'm gonna do my damnedest. Do my damnedest. And to think, oh, yeah. we we all have to thank Hugh Freeze for getting us together. That is very true. I'm just thanking Hugh Freeze for a damn Hugh thing. Freeze. Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't thank Hugh Freeze for nothing right now. I, I appreciate the content. There That's you it. go. Hugh, yeah, Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze gave us a uh, a platform. Uh, I can slap we, that man right now, right in the pants. Hey, we got a lot of listeners because of Hugh Freeze. I'm I'm thankful for him goofing around like he did. So yeah. it is what it is. Hey, I, I appreciate you guys for reaching out to us four years ago. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, welcoming us. Four in years ago? Yeah, it's, it was like Shit. 2016, I think. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Is that the year that, he, that Hugh Freeze called a hooker? Yes. Yeah. And that's how we hooked up. Now, we weren't this close. No, then. no, no. It took a little while Scuzz for that. and John came on the podcast. And at some point in time, I tried to wiggle Gary into let's get a group text together because I was losing all the friends I had in real life. And I thought, these guys are cool. <laughs> and then I just kind of backed you onto a corner and made you be my friends. And the which group. is exactly what would have happened if Tom Brady would have walked in my house, by the way. Twist my arm, brother. Twist my yeah. arm. You just have no choice. We're going to be best friends. Oh, you going to Byron's house? You're going to hold my hand when you walk over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just part of this relationship now. I'm sorry. I'm breaking my house. I'm not going to file charges if you hold my hand. I'm, I'm really sorry. Things are going to get weird and we're going to get uncomfortable, but you're going to be my best friend. That's this is that's pretty much what this relationship has been. So, <laughs> Hang on. I want to do a podcast and, and trust me, 
that ain't a whole hell of a lot different than what I did with Gary. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was friends with Gary in second and third grade. We were never in a class again the rest of our life. We played T-ball in Little League, coach pitch for a while together. And but then we'll later in life, I became friends with his brother. And I said, hey, man, Gary likes sports. I like sports. Gary's semi-famous in Olive Branch standards. So <laughs> you think he'd want to do a podcast with me because I've always wanted to do a podcast. And Kyle set it up. And I was just like, I went over to Gary's house one day. I was like, we're going to be friends again. Remember when the second grade, when we were best friends, we're going to be friends again. I'm just going to come over. Now I know where you live. I'm just going to come over here all the damn time. And we'll make you talk to me. And he did. We started recording the podcast on a, on a beat up cell phone. On a beat on literally like an iPhone, like three. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. No, 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 it was not. It was not awesome. But I'm really good at getting what I want. I make the other people uncomfortable, but I'm happy. Yeah, it works out. Hey, and I ain't going to lie. I've been pretty happy. This I'm glad. That makes stuff. me feel good. I made you feel weird for a while, and then you just – I just – I'm like a disease. I just grow on you. I'll be thinking about this weird. next year when I'm in Cleveland looking at both of the buildings. <laughs> Why am I here? Oh, yeah, Chris. You're thinking, wow, Chris is a disease. Oh, yeah. Hell now. You'll be thinking that. I'm going to tell you this. You go to downtown Cleveland and hang out with me for a couple of days. We're going to have a good time. Yes. We're going yes. to have a re- – you're going to leave there and think, man, Cleveland's way better than it really is. Yeah. I, I promise you, you won't think they are – you'll have a different opinion and a better opinion of Cleveland. I'm not going to have that opinion of Cleveland. I'm going to have that opinion of us having a good time in Cleveland. Cleveland yeah. sucks. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you. I'm going to take you to the good spots. We're going to avoid the bad spots. It's going to be a good time. We got a better chance rolling with you, Chris, than than any other Cleveland-related opportunity. I'm a little bit nervous about our trip to New Orleans slash Baton Rouge because the friendship could end there if, if things get too <laughs> weird. I'm not a judgmental person at all, but I also don't know you guys as well as I thought I did. So <laughs> I have no idea how to take that. Uh, yeah. Chris, I'm up on Chris, I'm confident that we're golden. Oh, Scuzz, I can't wait. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic time. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and get, get out, out of here. here. You can find them, westlotpirates.com or on Twitter at westlotpirates or on any of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us as well, any of your favorite podcast apps, any platform that's out there, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, whatever, winningcureseverything.com is the website. This has been a blast. Thank you all for joining in on the chat. This was a fantastic evening. Again, cannot thank you enough. Share the show out. Tell your friends about it. We will see you all again later. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.